Hey everyone, a correction before we get into things. So in this next episode, you will hear us state many times that this current season of Project Runway was filmed in 2020, but it was filmed in late summer of 2021. So we sincerely apologize for getting that wrong. Um, Our memories of last year are clearly overlapping with our memories from this year. So we are so sorry for that confusion. Okay, um, but hope you still enjoy. All right, bye. First off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Terry, Erica, Stephanie, Diane, Barbara, Anna, Jenny, Robin, Jennifer, Karen, Mary, Kevin, Jill, Joe, Sarah, Kayla, Evelyn, Corinne, Alicia, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, you'll get access to our bonus episodes where Patricia, Nayland, and I talk about other things we're interested in, like Warren Stories or Next in Fashion and the Project Runway reunion episodes. And of course, you will also have our eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway and to be able to share it with you lovely, amazing fellow fans of this wonderful show. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get to it. There's so many streets, you guys, you could take inspiration from. There's Sesame Street. Oh, what about like, well, like the Yellow Brick Road? That's kind of like a cool street. There's always the Mean Street. I'm gonna go Mean Street somebody right now. Who wants it? Katie? Yeah? Caller again? all you lovely, amazing listeners. Welcome back into The Workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Arnez, and after watching this episode, please take me someplace where I can rub on some animals. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Nayland, and I believe that an ally is only something that someone else can call you and that you can never call yourself. It up. And I'm Patricia. I'm here to say, don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Those are all amazing. Um, oh my gosh. And also, listeners, we're back. It's the Dream Three again. This is a Dream yeah. Three level episode. So, yeah, this is kind of amazing. Um, it, 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 it takes three of us to get our arms around this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just want to, you know, thank you all for joining us back in the workroom and to remind everyone that we are on Instagram and on Facebook, just find us there at the workroom podcast. And also there is a cheat sheet that I will prompt you when it's time to look on that, because that is um, the visual for our runway. So when we get to that portion, I will prompt you and you can follow along with us in runway order. And again, we are on Patreon. Go and um, join us over there. And we are gearing up um, as we are gearing up on our main feed. So we'll drop an announcement about um, what we'll be covering on Patreon and when soon. And also, again, we love hearing from you. Send us your rants and all of your hot takes and your questions to us at Gmail in the workroom at gmail.com. Because, you know, 
I, you know, yeah, I, I feel like yeah, we have so much to say, so much to say. And, and this, uh, this season so far uh, is, it's really exciting. <laughs> Even though this, this episode was frustrating on some levels, um, it's, it's still of the time because this is, so in our emails back and forth, I've been calling this Project Quarantine Way. <laughs> because this was <laughs> this was filmed back in 2021 wait no 2020 oh my gosh so almost a year ago so we're in october 2020 are we yeah we're at the end of october um and they filmed this last year so we're in 2020 and it's very very much 2020 vibes but um yeah so anyway so this is just a reminder but let's let's get into this episode um so I'll just say that we we get a recap of the previous episode in our previously is, of course, and it included a portion of that episode that we completely skipped, which was the meditation crying scene. And um, it, it's sort of like a foreshadowing of what's to come. Uh, a lot happened last episode, but somehow they put that portion and, and I, I noted it because I'm like, we didn't even talk about that. So why is this in the previously? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Um, but we meet the designers after the end of, um, deliberations. So, um, we've just eliminated our first designer, but the, and the designers are sort of asking each other like, Oh, you know, playfully, what's next? What do you think the next challenge is? And then we have Katie who, in my opinion, looks like a chic clown, gives a Prussian answer of like, I don't know, but I hope we're not going back in there with Christian, but that's exactly what they're doing. So it's, it looks like it's after midnight. They've been up for a really long time. Christian comes in to say hi. And they don't want to see Christian. They're yelling at him immediately like, no, bye, Christian, leave. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> and Christian's like, no, come on. I want to show you something on the runway. Come on. Ah, it's challenge time. So um, they get the challenge right after the end. And I do believe, again, that this is sort of COVID protocol because um, they're going to have to sketch in their apartment. But um, the challenge is that, uh, well, yeah, I've written everything that Christian says here and I don't need to, to put that in. But basically the challenge is a streetwear challenge because fashion is changing constantly and that's what makes it so relevant and, and nothing is more relevant right now than street wear. Um, but for this challenge, they get two days and they must make three separate pieces. And on top of that, they get some advice from a guest judge, from the guest judge, which is TikTok's best dressed guy, a.k.a. Wisdom K, yay! Oh my gosh, everyone knows who this is except for me, and I don't know if you guys. Know who Wisdom K was. I mean, um, we're old. <laughs> Let's just say we're. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, Patricia, but like, I'm not, I'm not as young as I look either. <laughs> I, I I just wrote in my notes who who is this? Um, but when we get to see Wisdom K's TikTok feed, it's all images of him uh, wearing different streetwear outfits in a corner of where they live <laughs> inside. Mm -hmm. um, and so Zayden loves him. Bones follows him on on TikTok, and um, and 
he also has a very, I would say, a very succinct and efficient delivery of what streetwear means to him. It, it's just very polished. So I wrote down everything Wisdom K said, and Wisdom K goes, streetwear can vary most importantly in its wearability. Wait, let me see. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. No, he says the most important thing about, about streetwear is the wearability um, and its comfort and proportions. Mm-hmm. There's a loose fit and... Gosh, and something. Oh, I forgot my notes here. But essentially, I'm I'm being less succinct and less articulate than uh, Wisdom K was. But he just speaks so quickly. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So he gives his, his I, take on on streetwear for the designers as an intro. Hmm. Yeah. I will say that the the one thing that I I wanted to mention last episode, um, but didn't, but is really clear. It's like, um. In the same way that um, that that uh, drag race now has to deal with a whole other um, metaverse metaverse of social media, mm-hmm. I think now that is really coming to Project Runway. Yeah, totally. That it's that it's like the the world of of. Um, the worlds of fashion and, and, uh, and, you know, were used to be sort of conceived of by this show as, oh, well, now there are these influencers or fashion bloggers who sort of talked about fashion. It's like, yes, that's one thing, but, but actually the kind of um, tempestuous effect of Instagram followers and TikTok followers and what that means as a an entire other social layer is now really touching this show in a very particular way. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and this is the first time that we're hearing about people following other people. We're hearing about the designers following other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Someone who's not a celebrity, or I would say they are yes. an Instagram celebrity, but someone who is not a pop culture reference. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, you know, I, I think we can point to the time where it was very clear that project runway started catering to bloggers. Like that's who they were mm-hmm. inviting to their fashion, um, the fashion week fashion shows. And there were challenges based on journalists at first. So like the first few years it was, Oh, get written about um, in page six and now and then it morphed into um having bloggers and now um, mm-hmm. it's just a blatant tiktok influencer <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so yeah so we uh we say goodbye to wisdom k um or see you later and then mm-hmm. christian picks it back up by saying that the designers will get a choice of their models they can have male female or non-binary models. Mm-hmm. And Christian is sending them a courier in the morning with all their model cards. And mm-hmm. they get to sketch at the house. So this is um, what I was referring to later or earlier about um, sort of this COVID protocol and also why they're getting the challenge right after filming the previous challenge um, before they can go to bed. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So they're off. They're exhausted. And then... Um, I think we jumped straight into mood. So we're getting ready. There's some time well, getting ready at the at the house. No, 
I mean, we get, they go home. Yes. They, um, it's, we get the title card that it's like now 9.45 a.m. Right, right. Which I thought was luxurious. <laughs> I mean, you know, at 9.45 a.m. we see that everybody is like dressed and... Um, you know, even though they're they're sort of stumbling around preparing breakfast, it still is that, um, <laughs> you know, um, everybody is still together. So that probably means that they were woken up at least an hour beforehand mm -hmm. and they probably didn't get back to the to the houses until 245. Right. Right. So, yeah, they you know, maybe they got six hours in there. Yeah, not a lot of time to sleep at all mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah um so th so we get to we get their model they, they get their model cards they spread them out on the kitchen table on in one of the apartments because this is another thing they're all together and mm -hmm. there's no longer a warm apartment or a cool team apartment they're all together and um Project talks about not getting the model that he wants. Um, and, yeah. and I think he's, that was in response to Bones saying, is everyone pleased? And Project's like, no, I didn't get the model. Well, he was that. the last one to the table. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so Project goes on about how he's, he's not really feeling his model. So I think we can guess that he chose or he was forced to choose a white model. Um, and I thought, you know, this is interesting because Braje is wearing his Crayol AF shirt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, so that's, that's going to be an issue, but they get 20 minutes to sketch at home. Right. And we have Praje with his white model card at a table with Meg and Aaron. With Meg and Aaron. Yes. And Yeah. So and Meg's got go Sarah. He's super excited. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, Prajay is explaining that the that since this is the first really represent yourself um, uh, challenge, he has this idea for something that is specifically talking about Haitian experience. Right. And that um, for, oh, you know, for a white model to be wearing it is a would essentially be an insult. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's just saying, like, um, kind of going on about also sort of what his design is going to be um, mm -hmm. because he's he's Haitian and uh, what he's been sketching is in reference to the Haitians independence year 1804 with the story mm -hmm. of the slave revolt in the background. So, um, mm -hmm. it's kind of this very, uh, uh, very disappointing find, uh, especially since he has such specific ideas about the design. Mm -hmm. Um, and it made me think about how there was an emphasis on gender diversity with these models, but not necessarily, a, um, an emphasis on racial diversity, with a cast of designers that are also very international. And I don't know how you guys feel about this, but when you're talking about streetwear and having that as being uh, the challenge, I understand that there probably is, of course, like a logistical issue with who's available, who, who can you have as a model. 
But mm-hmm. um, but I felt like this was probably also an important thing to keep in mind as to who you had on the cast and, and which models were available for them for especially a streetwear challenge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Although I, I do, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I can take a look at the, um, you know, just, just taking a look at the, um, cheat sheet. Um, there are, it, it looks like to me, like the majority of the models are people of color. Right. So yeah, I guess I would have wanted all of them to be a, people of color. Maybe that's one. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> certainly, certainly a way that they, that it's yeah. It's certainly a way that they, that they, um, could have gone, but yeah. I, but I am, you know, I think that it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, this, this is, <laughs> but I also, I kind of, so I, well, that's just like one note that was in my head for some reason I was thinking of, yeah, I don't know. I guess I was really feeling for project, but also we kind of know that he does ask. Um, Cause that was my whole thing at the beginning where I'm like, just ask trade now, go, go ahead and trade. And, and we know later that he tried to, but it wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been meaning to bring up with you guys. Did you guys see the Pierre Moss? Uh, it was like, I think it was in fall 2019. Um, it was like this epic fashion performance art show. Mm-mm. And um, because Pierre Moss's founder is Kirby Jean Raymond, who is also of Haitian descent. And before the world shut down, put on this really elaborate and beautiful fashion week show that um, I think everyone involved in that show was black. Um, all the models mm-hmm. and and all the performances and there's a lot of music and a lot of art and a lot of poetry and it felt more like a like a theatrical production than mm-hmm. a fashion show but I just started thinking of you know all these you know Haitian designers uh, one being Kirby John Raymond in particular but mm-hmm. anyway but they're talking about this and Aaron starts saying things like well yeah you know it's kind of like appropriating and then Meg chimes says no it's not like you're appropriating you are and so it's so this begins an um, so, you know Aaron and Meg having an incorrect conversation about what appropriation is I'll say um, and Meg starts a series of what I call I just read white fragility rants sort of using mm-hmm. the universal we for something that she's probably personally learning and talking over both Aaron and Prajay about like, we cannot be afraid to use these words. Like, wait, hold on. Let me pull out my flashcards. And this is what I made while reading white fragility two weeks ago. And okay. Flashcard one says appropriation plus flashcard two says the racism. And then flashcard three says the whitewashing. And it's just like, ah, <laughs> Yeah, and I also thought it was interesting because she's wearing a thick gold chain and a colorful head wrap, which... Well, and uh, yes, and then d- it starts lecturing. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts lecturing Prache on, on, uh, on, you know, why he started designing. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then it segues into why she started designing. Yeah. Um. And not seeing, you know, um, n- not seeing people like her on the runway, mm-hmm. 
and um you know it's meg has a lot to say about this uh, and and it seems like meg has a lot to say about everything uh, yes um you know um earlier on we heard we heard about how meg is thirsty for trevor noah mm-hmm. oh gosh you know i <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I made the note would have voted for Obama a third time, <laughs> which is unfair, unfair, but sure, you know, sure, sure. but I think it's a good guess. I, it, you know, it's, it, it is performative in a, in such a way that, um it enacts the thing that she's talking against so she appropriates um Prache's issue yes totally um and Prache's issue she doesn't even really know what it is um we don't have any clue i mean we can you know can kind of guess that maybe they've had a previous conversation but from what we're shown, it doesn't seem as if Meg asks a lot of questions or asks any questions mm-hmm. of Praje. Um, there's a lot of that assumption and yeah, I, I, yeah. And that appropriating his story, but it really is hers. So there's a lot of mm-hmm. Meg centering going on. Um, yeah. And Praje is really annoyed, but doesn't know how to tell her to just shut up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he wants, He's trying his best to kind of shut it down because, you know, he's saying how, you know, I, I really wish I could have um, a black model. And Meg, again, using that universal, he's like, you know, I'm insulted on your behalf. Mm-hmm. I feel like along in this area, we really missed the mark. And I think it's at this point where Bones gets up. It's from closing the, the door. Closes the, closes the <laughs> Who door. is inside. <laughs> Right. They're all seated outside there. Then we get a shot from the inside mm-hmm. of of Bones and Octavio um, closing the door. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I would say I've, I had so many things to say about this because Project grew up in Haiti and he he said something where he's like, you know, there's the moments in this case where I can understand what people want to be helpful but then they project that savior complex. And at the heart of that is a misunderstanding of who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah. And especially in, you know, thinking about Haiti as a country, it's kind of a playground for white saviors in a way. And I can only imagine the, mm-hmm. the run-ins or even the things that, um, cause project talks about, you know, surviving a lot <laughs> going through, um, a government upheaval and going through um, uh, natural disasters and a lot of other types of unrest. But um, just also in terms of like encounters with people who are trying to be helpful um, and they're really being hurtful. Yeah. And, so. and between, between, between everyone um, saying that this should be a black magic moment mm-hmm. is not being helpful. Oh. Say it again. Oh my god. Say that one more time. <laughs> also for Say, me and for the listeners. <laughs> Meg Meg saying that this should be a black magic moment 
is not helpful. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Those aren't the words that need to be coming out of Meg's mouth. No. This should should is any? Say it again. <laughs> I said if any words need to be coming uh, out of yeah. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Anything else before we get to mood? Well, before I just want to say that like uh, Trouble Noah deserves such better listeners than Meg and me. <laughs> on last week's episode, I, I like said thing and I was like, oh, I, 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 I need to say that that was Trevor Noah. I need to say that that was Trevor Noah. And then I forgot to say it on the episode. My joke of that argument has holes so big I could drive, drive a truck through it. Mm-hmm. That Noah. And I forgot to, like, you know how I was like, oh, this is who said that. And this is what I read that. I say it this week, of course, like, like I've done before, like a, happy fool but now i'm like oh god trevor noah deserves such better listeners (laughs) i i mean it's important i think also to just to to take a moment and think about like okay where were we a year ago yeah like a year ago in the summer Mm -hmm. you know which is really at the breaking point of um, you know, a, America's first fascist coup attempt, mm-hmm. um, and and how desperate and angry people were, um, in the midst of that summer, yeah, um, prior to the election, and so certainly there's that strain on everybody. At you know in in the cast, mm-hmm. it's also really clear that Meg has has already said like said in the previous episode that she felt unprepared for um, the, the uh, yeah the stress of the the stress of the show yeah. and um, the stress of of shooting the show. Um, and, you know, yeah, I can see like, okay, here you are from Tulsa, um, which was also the focus of so much attention um, last year in the midst of like, ev- you know, evacuating or evacuating, excavating um, its, you know, its place as a sort of, you know, flashpoint for um you know America's anti-black um, rioting and racism. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yes, there's a lot there, and 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 probably the feeling is that there's a lot to prove. But uh, again, mm-hmm. this is not the. There, she, she is not demonstrating herself to be the person who's really equipped to um, move through those issues with grace. Yeah. And certainly this format of this show has decided that it's not going to allow her that space. Yeah. Right. Huh. That's really interesting. And, and uh, Nayland, I already finished. I don't want to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. 
this is like the first time during this episode where I was like, well, what the heck? I understand this makes good TV, but all I'm seeing is someone, Prajay, being re-traumatized for the sake of good TV. Mm -hmm. And again, it's why, like, this could have been dealt with. And by the way, another thing I thought about during this moment is this should not be an issue. If designers want different models in the real world, you know what happens? You call you call the agency. You say, hey, uh, IMG, hey, Elite, Ford, whatever. I, I would like a different model, right? This is not a big deal. So I don't know why it couldn't just get a different model. Like, because the show is not about modeling, right? So mm -hmm. I feel like the show could have intervened in a way that did not make this an interpersonal, like, re-traumatized session and i say re-traumatization for Prajay and education for um oh gosh what's for meg mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what i thought about i was like well just just get a different model like yeah. they shouldn't be even having to ask each other they should just call the producer and all we should know as viewers is okay uh two designers have expressed interest in working these models so now we have so and so mm -hmm. that's it mm -hmm. like there's no need to put through pain yeah you know mm -hmm. it just makes yep no i think that's a, i think that's an excellent point yep yeah there's so many marks so many points where it could have been a lot easier <laughs> yeah people. well we will I, I, we will circle back around to this because mm -hmm. this is the main story of this episode unfortunately yeah it's not seeing um, swatch for the first time this season i'll tell you that speaking of <laughs> there's there's we 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 whip pan over to mood Swatch. and there is old man swatch i guess looking <laughs> when i saw swatch yeah <laughs> i was like yes i was like yay oh my gosh okay that's all i needed <laughs> yep why does mood sell swatch toys already <laughs> oh, they. I mean, they. They do. They have. They have oh, swatch they on the bags, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's true. Yeah, they, they have, have swatch swag. Toy. Wait, say it again. It. Like yes. Like you know, cuddle. <laughs> yeah. mm, uh, or at least a pattern. I know. Oh. I wonder if that. No, that doesn't exist. I, I'm pretty sure, or at least the last time I I checked. <laughs> believe me you can get stuffed boston terriers um uh, says the person who might own one pandemic <laughs> moments last year i i bought a stuffed toy a stuffed um shiba inu type style of dog stuffed toy thing mm -hmm. so <laughs> It's looking at me now. <laughs> oh, that's such a good uh, idea. <laughs> I that's that is something that um we're, okay we're a little far afield, but I would say <laughs> I want I want to know what those um sales figures were like. Like what was what was the sales bump in stuffed animals that's over amazing. over the pandemic? Oh yeah, that's got to be one of those things where it's like oh people started buying more furniture. Because uh, mm -hmm. they're at home and people started buying more of these things. And I guess the people who like me, I, I'm not going to get a pet, but mm -hmm. a lot of people got pets. But if you didn't want to have a pet, like a, you know, mm -hmm. a living, breathing one you have to take care of, then.
then yeah huh i mean i i'll tell you that there were certainly points during the year when i was so starved for touch that i was missing my dog so intensely and and really really thinking like should i foster another one but it but you know it's clearly not practical for me at this moment but but yeah there, there were you know let's just say that that the the stuffed Boston Terrier did occasionally <laughs> get some use. So, hey, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what I'll do instead of like, I had some ideas about like maybe a turtle, but anyway. Um, all right, we're good anyway. <laughs> well, so Swatch is here. Um, yeah, Patreon supporters, tune in <laughs> for our, our special stuffed animal chat that we'll have. <laughs> As a bonus episode for you. What or if you have buy? suggestions. Yes, please share them. Did you buy a stuffed yeah. animal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if so, then what did you get? Um, yeah. <laughs> we want to know. All right. So All right. they're there. They've got um, how long? They've, 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 got got, a... they've got 45 minutes and $300, which is a lot of money. But they have to make three pieces. So they need, yes. need the money. Um, and then Christian Cyrano sets them loose. They're all together, by the way. It's not just eight and eight or eight and seven. Everyone's there and they let yeah. them loose. So all of our speculation about I know. like, were they going to maintain <laughs> those like, teams? How are they dealing with all that? All out the window. All out the window. I'm like, okay, was it just, an, okay. I, I had so many HR fantasies where I'm like, was this... <laughs> something administrative that they had to do while they figured out everything else. Anyway, we don't have to go into that because that's boring, but that's just in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'll say about this, just want to know your thoughts about this mood thing, because it felt a little chaotic <laughs> with everyone in there. Yeah. Darren is the worst. Yeah. Darren knocks over a whole tube filled with bolts and just leaves it there. And then also squeezes <laughs> in between an important conversation happened between a, one of my bracket members, Christina, and a mood person, they're having a talk about black and white fabrics, and and Darren, after bulldozing through and just knocking everything off the shelves, squeezes in between them. I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what's happening? Um, but yeah, yeah. So, but then we have Kenneth, who is um, battling Christian because he uh, mm. has like luxurious fabrics, and according to Christian, that's not streetwear. <laughs> Because Christian's like, mm-hmm. oh, these are very um, uh, fancy fabrics. And Kenneth's like, yeah, I'm doing a luxe streetwear. Luxe streetwear. It's, in- it's inspired by my mom, who always left the house fixed in the Philippines. <laughs> so, I mean, I love this part. I think that I, I wish, I mean, we're getting this backstory from Kenneth for a different reason. Mm-hmm. But I, I really wish that. Um, this they had stayed with this a little bit more oh, because, totally. because yes, like in a world where you're not being invited to red carpet events and where you're not going to the opera or to the <laughs> or to the opening of the avant-garde gallery opera, opening, you're right, whatever <laughs> that is. Um, <laughs> one of the functions of streetwear is to look sharp 
Yes. And to yeah. be able to display, um, uh, you know, to be able to d display um, a kind of affluence and a kind of opulence mm -hmm. that um, that you wouldn't normally be able to. I years ago I heard an interview with someone um, who uh, it's an, an an elderly African American man who was sort of asked the question of like. You know why is it that why is it that black people were like in the 70s were buying these like huge Cadillacs and were so into like buying these cars, and he said, well, no one would let us buy houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you... like that was that was where you could put your money, mm -hmm. um, and that was where you could show your pride. Yeah, I remember you saying that before, Nayland. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You know. And and so I think there's a kind of reality, like even this show's vision of what streetwear is, is very culturally conditioned. And it would have been really interesting to be like, no, this is what streetwear means in the Philippines. Yes, which is just kind yeah. of like, go, no, go ahead, Patricia. Oh, I just, I just wanted to agree with Nayland once again. I, listen, if you want a good time for yourself, um, you know, Ernest Nayland was, Please go look at Korean Fashion Week videos from this from so from this year, which is for the 2022 upcoming year. But they're on YouTube now, and it's vibrant, mm -hmm. vibrant. Mm -hmm. right All that to say, like street streetwear is so varied. Not that I'm an expert, but I love it so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't look like it. I just love it so much. And yeah, I also would love to see like. Philippine streetwear absolutely and having that just become more like visible and, and just learning more about it yeah I started googling Filipino designers <laughs> after he said that because mm -hmm. um and, and again like we've done we have done a streetwear challenge on Project Runway before and mm -hmm. it is something that in the fashion industry, they know that this is something that is, it is varied and it has become something that is geographically specific and is something that is being interpreted in very interesting ways all over the world, uh, especially in Asia. And so um, that's, I was just like, I, I, I just really love this because it also feels I remember getting a talking to by my grandmother in Louisiana because I, you know, I grew up in and was raised in Los Angeles, but whenever we were in Louisiana, she was like, you can't leave the house without having your hair combed every day. And I remember going like, mama, every day. And she's like, yes, every day, because that's just what you mm -hmm. would do in, in that part of, of the South, like in, you know, um, uh, in, in Louisiana, but it, it felt like something that was also very familiar. And of course I wouldn't necessarily say that what I was wearing at like, you know, five years old was, was streetwear, but this idea of leaving the house fixed. I mm -hmm. love that. Mm -hmm. I, I really, really enjoyed yeah. that word and, and how he was interpreting that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we go, meanwhile, to, then we go. Oh, Meg. So yeah, I, I just have a whole session that says Meg's issues. Um, so mm -hmm. we have Christian who's <laughs> asking Meg, about color and silhouette because we kind of come in and she's like oh i'm doing asymmetrical this i'm doing a sweatshirt and hoodie and jog pants and then christian seems to be mostly worried about colors for meg based off of mm -hmm. the previous challenge um and meg mentions that she's going for 
a more muted color palette because her model is wait hold on wait, i'm just I'm of digging, Asian wait hold descent. on yeah i'm, I'm digging oh. in to get my my flashcards hold on one second okay, okay. um uh, okay her model <laughs> is of yeah you're right asian descent asian descent and so mm -hmm. that's why she's doing muted colors when we just left an actual asian man who is buying all of the gaudiness that Mood can provide. <laughs> and also the last episode, another agent man, Darren, who's the worst, um, bought the shiniest thing on his team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. for some reason, Meg has it in her head that because she pulled um, talk an Asian, uh, an Asian, uh, a model of Asian descent, that um, she's going to put him in grays and browns, mm -hmm. I think. And so um, she's also <coughs> doing something that I thought kind of sounded boring in a way that like an asymmetrical sweatshirt. Um, mm -hmm. And she's giving like a, a lot of non answers to Christian because he's like, why is right. it muted? Um, why, why this? And she kind of throws back at him a, a, a show, a tactic to, to thwart. She's like, okay, look, just because I'm a ginger doesn't mean that I'm into all these colors because, you know, me and color are in our early phase of dating. And yes, I'm not, you know, she's not mm -hmm. going to use her flash race card speak to, to talk about this part, but she's pulling out one of her other dating metaphors because you have to talk about right. how many people she wants to date to. There's, um, I, I, I will say that um, Christian is asking her all this while wearing an asymmetric black <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and black jeans, yeah. <laughs> black just, skinny jeans. So you think she just looked at what he was wearing, was like making that? <laughs> no, I mean I wish that she had said like, "Why are you? Why are you once aware again wearing some black thing?" <laughs> that you were you were wearing something like that yesterday? <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh, everyone's into these like cutout things. But yeah. Um, Okay, so then I think after Christian and Meg, we head over to Aaron, who's got who's who's got a plan, because he's staring at some fabric and and is talking out loud about I'm going to reinterpret mm -hmm. a varsity jacket, but yeah, make it new, do something new to this var varsity jacket, but reinterpret it. And mm. um, I just have to say that I just love Aaron's uh, process so far because he's the only one carrying around like a notebook. And um, mm -hmm. but Aaron goes into being inspired by the support that he got in high school of um, from friends who who just made him feel um, better about just wearing whatever he wanted to wear. But mm -hmm. that he all but they all wanted his whole friend group. They all wanted varsity jackets, but they didn't play sports. <laughs> so mm -hmm. they didn't have they couldn't get one. So then he's, he's going to make one. Um, yeah. I that always that cracked me up just because I was like, oh, yeah, there's like if you don't grow up in New York, like a varsity jacket actually means something <laughs> <laughs> like having never been in a school that had varsity. <laughs> I know because I was thinking, like, can you just go and like buy one or go to a. I don't know. Yeah, they're like all over the place. You don't have to earn it. <laughs> I'll say that I have varsity yeah. letters, but I, I never had a varsity jacket. I just have the letters. Were the letters to be worn or like, like what? what? I, I'm a little confused. What were? The, where oh. were the letters on? Yes. So you you have a varsity jacket, and that's if you're on a varsity team, not 
JV, junior varsity, but varsity. <laughs> and then uh, you have letters that have your initials. And then um, oh. you can like applicate that onto the jacket. So when you God. see those, when you see those big um, uh, um, embroidered letters, yeah, God. that's that's what they refer to. Yeah, usually it's your like God. your team name or your mascot, and then your sport, and then your uh, your name. So, um, God. yeah. All right. Um, Meanwhile, over in um, oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, Katie. Katie Town. <laughs> Katie has um, five bolts of printed fabric. Yes, and um, went to art school as a painter and printmaker. Mm-hmm. Became a textile uh textile designer. Mm-hmm. Um, but only makes has only made her own clothes up to now. Yes. Couldn't you tell? <laughs> and I, and again, I then have to say, um, F you casting. <laughs> yeah. Because uh... you've done this, like, doesn't, like, like, you know, probably close to a hundred times now on this show. So you know that this person is not cast to go all the way. Yeah. It's it and and that just irritates me about the casting for the show because I mean of course you are going to have people who it, you know the majority of the people that you cast on the show are going to be eliminated. Hmm. That's a given. But it's really weird to you know I don't I don't see what's what is brought to the show by bringing someone in at this point in the show's life who really isn't a designer. Right. Or who at least maybe if they are. uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like regardless of background, if you haven't Mm -hmm. produced a collection before, Mm -hmm. then it's just going to be like stress, stress, stress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with, um, you know, and I feel like we've had, again, just thinking about Dom, who who had a concentration in textile design, but mm-hmm. also was, an, was a legit designer who could mm-hmm. pattern make and had made clothes for people other than herself mm-hmm. um, and had that experience. So, because I think I was thinking in, in my head, I'm like, huh, interesting. So, by way of painting, she found herself in textile design, and, um, and and so it doesn't necessarily also seem as if that's something that she does professionally. It's it like she's a textile designer by profession, but a designer almost like by by happenstance, by by hobby. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I also yeah, want to correct. No, go ahead. Sorry, Sinian. Despite having such a strong background. Dom still had like people still dismissed Dom's work. Mm-hmm. Like, or... Also, Dom was uh, um, a good bit younger than Katie is. Yes. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's see. I also want to say that Octavio uh, is sort of like 
sometimes in other people's shots. We don't see Octavio very mm-hmm. much during this episode, but I, I remember seeing him following behind Katie with her five mm-hmm. balls of fabric. And he's just like, oh, I've got my little black swatch looking around for good fabric. And then um, at the counter being like, just buy my fabric. Mm, fine. Mm-hmm. No drama. Just seems so even keeled and just yes. you know, fly, flying yeah. really low under the radar. I would also think, well, I guess there's a real difference between club wear and street wear. But I mean, Octavio, like, you know, working with Patricia Field, like mm. this is, you know, this this is like, a, yes, it's a label that's mostly known for club wear, but but there's a lot of powerful crossover there. Yeah, totally. I mean, Absolutely. especially in New York and um, mm-hmm. and other places that I I kind of just have firsthand knowledge of, like in Berlin. Yeah, but um, yeah. Um, okay, so we go back into the workroom and my nightmare conversation is happening immediately. So we find out that Darren and Meg share a work table in the workroom and (laughs) Darren is trying to preempt how chatty Meg can be by saying like, hey, you know, just letting you know if I don't talk or respond to you i'm mm. not being rude it's just i you know i'm concentrating and then matt goes if i don't talk i will literally fall asleep and i'm just, and in my notes i wrote meg go home <laughs> 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 all caps so many exclamation points because mm-hmm. you know one of the things that you can't do in the workroom is you can't wear headphones um and i'm an introvert and if i had if I had to share a work table with someone who won't stop talking, I don't know what I would yeah. do. Like I, I would probably start shoving some stuff nearby. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nightmare. Well, we've also had any number of edits in previous seasons where like all of the designers are rolling their eyes at somebody who sings to themselves mm-hmm. or is, is, you know, noisy with their tools or is, um, you know, de- like debating with themselves about what it is that they're going to do next. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And we, but we get a little bit from someone who's moving around the workroom a little bit is Christina. Um, and mm-hmm. Christina we hear is from, from Russia and moved to New York city fairly recently, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then her inspiration for the streetwear look is going to come from her time in New York City, um, seeing it as a place that's really intense. And um, and so she's mixing a lot of patterns together and is going to make not just three pieces, but a fourth piece, which is a bag. So she's got a mm-hmm. dress, some trousers, an oversized shirt, and then a tunic on top of that. And she's just going for for like graphic and bold. Um, and of course, I wrote that down because, uh, you know, Christine is on my my bracket and I was very pleased, pleased by this. Um, and then speaking about brackets, then yes. we go talk to. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Zayden. Yes. Come on, Nealon. I know I got I, I had a moment. I, I had a moment between. Um, Zayden and Prashe. That's yes. that, uh, suddenly I was like mixing those names up in my head. Yeah, no, Zayden. I'm very jealous that Zayden is on your bracket. Also, Prashe, I'm jealous. Um, 
Yeah, but what, what, how, like, do you want to talk about Zayden and their encounter with Christian? <laughs> you know, um, uh, basically, Zayden's getting a really um, positive, uh, positive critique from Christian. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's, there's, you know, he, he's doing some stuff that looks, that looks pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little hard to it's a little hard to tell from the sketch. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then we get uh, we hear that there's like a secret weapon to be unveiled. Right. At a certain point. Yes. Um, um, and next we have a quick trip to see Anna, who is on your bracket, right, Patricia? Isn't Anna? Does she have Anna? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Any thoughts on and this interaction? I really thought Anna knew how to work with Christian. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Hmm. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> do you think otherwise? I I think you're right, and I think that there's no like there's the um, there's the like there's some debate about the bodysuit. Like Christian's feels like it's all too elegant and fashiony. Mm-hmm. To read as streetwear, yeah. and she just lets it bounce off of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, here's direction. Now mm-hmm. I know what to do. Got to go to work. Bye. Love <laughs> 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 it. Then we go over to Darren. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, Darren. Um, gets a little bit of snark from Christian because Christian's like, so Darren, are you going to make your own outfit this week? And Darren's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, alright, listen. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Darren um, lived around Japan for a while, and so then he's bringing in like a Harajuku, hodgepodge TikTok e-boy culture. And so I, he lost me at TikTok e-boy. I don't know what that means but i want to i think it has something to do with current emo like e-boy mm-hmm. is emo boy is that right yes okay yes oh my god <laughs> i'm relieved <laughs> i'm so relieved i was like what is an e-boy um i'm using context clues because um in his talking head he's i think the producers are also like what is that? And so he goes, come on, guys. You know, I feel like Christian was looking at me like I was like strange and, you know, come out of left field. But remember him? Remember like what he looked like? He had that hair thing going on on his season, season four. And mm-hmm. we get the flashback of Christian Siriano's fierce hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he was like the he was a TikTok e-boy. He's got that emo haircut and he ought to understand what I'm what I'm talking about, because that is who Christian Siriano was <laughs> on this show. Um, I love that. And, mm-hmm. and then we have, you know, no, go ahead for, for those. I, I do feel like Harajuku is, is just a word that gets thrown out mm-hmm. at this point, um, which is not very definitive. Yeah. Um, I would point people to one of my favorite blogs, which is the tokyofashion.tumblr.com blog that has a lot of street, um, has a lot of, a a lot of looks from the street in, in Tokyo. 
Um, and they are all over the place. There's lots of different, um, there's lots of different approaches. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, okay. Next is Katie. And, um, she's making something that looks like a high, I don't know if this is right. A Renaissance collar, (laughs) which I think Christian calls a bib. And then she's making pants and, and a fur, a faux fur jacket on top of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't think we have a lot about what Katie is doing. It's except for that. um, She tried to do this bib slash collar last episode, but looks like Christian (laughs) shot that down. Um, Mm -hmm. So she's putting it on this model or incorporating it. This, this, uh, this episode, Mm -hmm. Um, you have Coral who is next and Coral is making a hoodie vest and but it's also kind of struggling because she's from Mexico City where there is a streetwear culture, but she's not into it. She's um, designs in, on a like a high fashion um, slant. Mm-hmm. And Christian suggests that she put some of that high fashion slant into, you know, her streetwear, you know, a drape here, mm-hmm. a drape there. And, you know, um, and then we have Praje. So Praje has a lot going on and um, we, we do get a little bit more background. And, and, and of course he's giving the background that we've already heard to, um, to Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I think the new thing is that he's incorporating a, a painting of the goddess of motherhood, the Ursuli Dantor. Mm-hmm. And um, it just seems really elaborate. And of course Christian is like, oh, I love these cultural elements. Who is your model? And mm-hmm. Praje is like, okay, let me talk to you talk to you about the model situation. I have Tice. And Tice is a veteran. Christian reminds us that Tice w- walked in Jeffrey Mack's um, uh, runway show last mm-hmm. season. And Christian asks if Praje had asked to switch models. And Praje was like, I already asked. And, you know, I asked Coral. And she said no. And mm-hmm. Christian decides to swing some power. And goes over and very sweetly but um, very forcefully asks ask Coral to switch models. Um, and Coral decides very reluctantly and through gritted teeth, yes. Mm-hmm. And so um, now Project has a black model, and Coral is not is very happy about this model. <laughs> very happy. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's definitely. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's this moment where Christian sort of lays it out like, you know, here's somebody wants to trade with you and they have a winner. They have they have the model who was with the winning designer last time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I would not be excited about I, like I didn't like Tice last season. <laughs> I still don't like Tice as a model. I don't. I don't think they have like what that great a walk. What are you saying? I just. I don't think that they have that great a walk or that great a look. It's uh, dead in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Tice, but like dead in the yeah. eyes. Um, I I love this like vigorous use of soft soft power from christian 
I love that love. description. Vigorous use of soft power. Mm-hmm. That's what I aim for in my life, but look, Christian's doing it really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, yeah. Okay, okay, so sort of all is well, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So next we have Meg. And Meg starts by talking over the room, saying, unlike all these other designers, I actually focus more on apparel and streetwear. And I do both men, women, and gender fluid. I mm-hmm. call this thing here that I've made a shacket. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a luxe version of Kurt Cobain's flannel shirt from the 90s. I think I have that in my closet right now. Because isn't that just... <laughs> I, have <a> flannel, <laughs> I have a flannel dress. I love my flannel dress. Um, I, yeah, I have a flannel night shirt. <laughs> so maybe that's a shirt cat and I didn't know. Yeah, you can just like belt it or unbelt it and unbutton it or unbutton it. And you have a shacket. What the hell? Okay. Mm. Um, and then, um, but she's also hand embroidering a saying on the back of the shacket. Oh my says, God. Quote, there is only one race and that is mankind. I will say oh. that I <laughs> lurched forward towards my TV when mm-hmm. I heard this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christian Siriano's face is filled with uh-ohs. We don't hear his response. I don't know if he had a response. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say that Meg doesn't have that flash race card that addresses fake kumbaya bullshit. <laughs> um, and what one also, race means, you know, when you're talking. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so two things to say about this. One, um, I I was re-watching this on, um, <laughs> on uh, YouTube. This episode is is up on YouTube. Yeah, and and YouTube's auto um, closed captioning uh, doesn't say that Meg's gonna be embroidering a stain uh, a saying on the back. It says I'm gonna embroider a stain on the back. <laughs> I so I, thank you algorithm. Yeah, and I think um, my. Um, closed captions started just going test, 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 test. It just started wigging out. Like, really, you're gonna make me say this? But also, it's like, okay, for someone who is just talking about like gender fluidity, what's this mankind bullshit? Yes. What the fuck is that? What is that? And also, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to. Please go for it. No, no, no. Just like even like there is only one race. Are, what are you? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Like, that's a fact. So what? It doesn't mean that people are treated equally. Just you know what I mean? And it's like. No, it's literally the it's literally a garbled version of I don't see color. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's it's like at the core you know, the one thing that she's trying not to, very, very hard not to do. She's trying very hard to come off as not racist. And at the very core of that is a racist sentiment where you're just erasing everyone. And, and again, what you're saying, like not everyone's treated equally. Um, and I irony that you're referring to mankind. Um, 
It's just mm-hmm. really, really strange. But we move on. Meanwhile, from there, she has. We're, we're, we then go on to like what, you know, what are the fabrics that she's picked for this? Oh my goodness. And um, and I have to say that they're fabrics that Gretchen would have rejected <laughs> for being too drab. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I think Gretchen would have chose like a richer brown, meaning more red, maybe some <laughs> yellow undertones, you know, still brown, lots of brown. But yeah, Meg somehow found all of the browns with gray undertones. But she's also making something that's actually gray. And yeah. um, Christian calls it old man, little old man, mm-hmm. not just she's like, it's, it's going a little old man here. And I think you have to look around the workroom and consider all the bold looks that are about to happen on the runway. And then we get a pan, like these overhead shots of everyone's work table. And of course, we're going to see Katie, who's got all the polka dots. And then we see Christina, who's got all the grids happening in blue. Um, Kenneth, you know, everyone, everyone else is going to town. And again, like we just came off of a color challenge um, mm-hmm. and, and even in that color challenge, Meg did manage to use very muted colors, um, in that challenge also. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just like, oh, okay. So looking around and then you mean like, then mine's not interesting. And then Christian's like, no, no, it's not interesting. It's just bland. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, it can be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so we get a lot of insecurity in process from Meg because she she talks she has been talking about um being has or being um worried about uh you know the the stress of the show but also she's worried about not being the flashiest designer and she says something that i i think is a little um uh was like a like a, a, a what do you call it like a snide comment where she's like i know my aesthetic and it's not a shiny art piece or whatever um, kind of like mm-hmm. poo-pooing everyone else um, because she's already declared to Christian that she's the only one in the workroom who makes ready-to-wear apparel. Well, that also is not true. But Christian Siriano comes back saying like, well, you know, you know, it's okay if you have a muted palette. Calvin Klein has made mm-hmm. a billion, multi-billion dollar business on it. And, you know, and again, um, Patricia, you talk about uh, Donna Karen all the time. And I, I would say that Donna Karen also um, – Primarily, mm-hmm. I, I know yeah. Donna Karen for black, the color black, and it mm-hmm. has done amazingly well with just that color. Um, but what do you yeah. guys, any other thoughts? I'm talking a lot. No, I mean, I, not for me. I think you, I think you, you laid it out really well. It's like there's, oh. yeah, go ahead, Patricia. Nothing. I was just going to say, I thought, sorry, I thought. You were finished, and I was like just agreeing. I have nothing to add. Okay. It was just, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I also, because I can, I mean, I kind of feel like there are no, you know, I, and, and these are conversations that are also popping up um, just in, just in general, just <laughs> where something else is going on when you can tell that there's something happening, but then what the person is voicing. Um, is is sort of like a misdirection because, you know, yes. Christian, in her talking head, she's like, you know, it's so terrible that someone you admire looks at your work 
and says that it sucks. And I'm like, Christian didn't say that. But that's what she right. heard. That's right. what she heard. It, you know, like Christian's voice came in and she synthesized it and spat out something that she's already feeling. And then she all mm-hmm. and then she adds on. She's like, you know, I'm just a girl from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like, I don't have any business being here. And I'm like, well, okay, to your left is Aaron, who's born and raised in West Virginia and now lives in Jackson, mm-hmm. Mississippi by choice. And he's mm-hmm. here. So it was just, it's just really, really interesting what's going on um, inside her head and how she kind of frames that as if other people are putting that onto her and it's, they're not. Yeah. There's, there's no tool that Christian could hand her that she would not treat as a shovel to dig herself deeper. <laughs> you know, that, that there, I yeah. mean, and, and, and as we, as I've said before, Christian doesn't have a great, um, uh, you know, array of tools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I, I think maybe the way to kind of talk her down could potentially have been to be like, okay, let's just focus on this thing right here. But mm-hmm. she didn't have anything cut. She didn't have anything. There was no, mus- you know, she, all she had was sketches. Right. So yeah. there was no way to go like, okay, let's just talk about this hemline. And or mm-hmm. let's just talk about how you want this to fasten or something. Yeah. Um, but but that's the thing. It just all stays in the in the realm of, you know, in the in the realm of emotion and guesswork. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, n- that next uh, Christian brings in the models. <laughs> so we move on mm-hmm. from there. Um, I have to know that Mimi comes sauntering in. Um, I always note who's the first model in this time. Mimi was first. Um, mm-hmm. And Praje has um, his new model and asks where he's from. He's from Guyana. And so mm-hmm. the Praje is explaining the concept to him. And then um, Kenneth sees that Praje changed his model and it inspires him mm-hmm. to ask Meg who has the only model of agent descent in the room to switch models because Kenneth is thinking mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, I'm making, um, I'm, my inspiration is like crazy rich Asians going, um, you know, thinking of my mom, thinking of streetwear in, in the Philippines. I want a model who looks like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is this, uh, um, mad grab for accessories at the accessory wall. And that's where Kenneth brings it up to Meg. Like, would you mind if, you know, we switch. Um, and Meg is saying like, I can't promise anything because I have not even really met him yet. I haven't seen him. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like the, on one side, Kenneth is being very lighthearted about it and non-committal, just suggestive. And mm-hmm. Meg is already, and I don't, we, I guess we can say that this is after the talk with Christian, which we know is um, right. Gave her all the feelings. Um, Meg mm-hmm. is not having it. Meg is exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and already right. has cut out by now has cut out her pattern pieces according to the um uh the measurements of, of her model and um she's saying that she's willing to talk about it but she's not going to make a decision without seeing the model but instead of saying that okay so this is what meg actually she said so meg is mad meg is actually mad and because she spent that time patterning cutting and draping for and taking out the flashcard hold on for an the asian, asian male, model. male model not for talks 
dimensions or proportions and measurements for an Asian male model. She got these muddy colors that she just got raped mm. over the coals for, you know, not because of, you know, she chose them, but because she's got an Asian model. Um, mm-hmm. And these are to her Asian colors. And she was playing on this Asian body, not, you know, whatever. I, anyway, mm-hmm. this is that, exactly not what I thought she was going to say, but that's, that is the main thing. Yeah. And the, the model, like perfectly nice, um, you know, gym tone, Chelsea boy. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> say it again. I said perfectly nice gym tone Chelsea boy. Yes. <laughs> like, like like when you look at like there's there's nothing there there like there there it, it he has a a model's body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. It's just yeah. He's got a long neck and a face. Yeah. And he's, and he's very handsome. <laughs> also can can I just say that um the whole like uh gender variety that was supposedly here Mm -hmm. in this it like that's something that is never acknowledged again in the course of this episode Mm -mm. so and so you know yeah yeah no go ahead because we don't know any you know we we don't i don't know um yeah no it is not (laughs) addressed at all i mean we there is another trans model who i didn't clock um from last week and um right but that's also different than we don't know if there are non-binary models or not there's no discussion of it even though they were so it was sort of brought up so are we supposed to just assume that that um you know uh that you know there it's it's not every trans person is non-binary not every non-binary person is trans right right those are really distinct um groups of people and yeah. so i just I, I just point out that there it's it's like this this whole thing that the show set up just vanished yeah um patricia you were saying something oh i don't remember yeah. Oh no. So <laughs> Oh, just okay, so we get into it. She's there talking to the model. Yes. Um and and uh she starts explaining to him that well, we were going to work together and I had all this stuff cut out for you, but there's someone else. <laughs> and I have to acknowledge for the fact that he wanted to design for his own culture. Mm-hmm. So so we're going to go over there and talk to him, um, you know, uh, and, and, um, you know, we get a cut to Megan, the confessional going like, I don't want to look like an asshole. Oh, too late. Um, Way you know, too- and as she's walking over, she's like, honestly, I don't want to give you up, but there's this other person Kenneth. and et cetera, et cetera, you know, yeah, and Kenneth is trying to so... be diplomatic, and it, and I think at this point because and also okay, um, the models Meg's model's name is Trevor. Hmm. Isn't that like a silver lining? Isn't that a sign? <laughs> Come on, uh, you just admitted to us that you're into Trevor Noah, and you get a model whose name is Trevor. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, so the so so like she takes talk over to Kenneth and it's this whole thing um but and Kenneth is trying to be dim- diplomatic because I think um 
there's still a misunderstanding of the the tone um right and so um kenneth introduces everyone to each other it's like it's very nice like talk this is trevor and i was like oh trevor trevor this is talk like oh my god this is like coincidence it's great his name is trevor it's not a trevor noah but take trevor anyway so um kenneth is trying to explain like i wanted to show my work on a model that looks like me and um trevor you're great it has nothing to do with you i and i know this is heavy and um meg is just like listen this is bullshit because you should have done this yesterday 16 hours ago um and starts talking over kenneth where kenneth is trying to tone it down um but meg is continually shouting like let me talk let me talk Listen, mm-hmm. I respected all of this stuff that you want to do, but I'm going to interrupt and yell at you so that you know that I'm not happy about this. Listen, everyone, I'm not mm-hmm. a racist. I'm just not happy. <laughs> right. Like, oh, um, it gets really, really. And and, really and there are points where, where Kenneth is like, um, OK, well, then 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 we won't. OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. Like, um you know and and meg won't let it go also just i want to say that um uh trevor um perfectly nice gym tone chelsea boy <laughs> with tattoos maybe possibly a, an inch or two shorter than tack yes so in terms of like i cut this for this other body mm-hmm. There's like, not that much of a difference. And they're even wearing yeah. both. They're both wearing like white T-shirts, like one's a little more crew neck than the other one, but basically the mm. same. <laughs> yeah. Wearing the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, she, yeah, like Kenneth is trying to say like, yeah, you know, we don't have to make this awkward. And Meg just looks at him and goes, stop talking, Kenneth. Model, let's go. Um, because then you know Kenneth knows everyone's name but Meg does not know did not care did not Mm -hmm. listen to because when she gets back to the work table with the new model and she's like what's your name he goes Trevor and I you know it doesn't work at all (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um she she immediately starts kind of gabbing with him and is like apparently I can only design for white people (laughs) Mm -hmm. what's your name white guy and so um, yeah. he's like also. And she's like, like, oh, well, at least you're kind of a ginger also. So yeah. there's that. And I'm just like, he also, I don't know what happened, but Trevor also looks really mad and um, and tells Meg like, hey, just don't yell at me like that. Like the way you yell at Kenneth, like don't yell at me like that. And Meg, yeah. of course, is instantly offended by this. And it's like, what? The woman can't say what she thinks. That means she's automatically a bitch. Um, and then we have in the other corner the the like the foil where Kenneth is trying to recover and is explaining to um, his new model what the concept is. And like, yeah, you're a crazy rich Asian. You're going through New York City. You're living your best life. And talk is like, I love that movie. <laughs> it's just yeah, but but also I I got the sense that I I thought um, that that. Um, the Trevor was saying like in that moment, like, mm-hmm. Hey, don't yell at me like that. Oh, like, like literally like that her tone towards him. Mm-hmm. It right then he was like, I don't, you know, like I, this is inappropriate. Okay. I wasn't sure if he was addressing 
Patricia, say it again. Oh, sorry. Um, I said good for Trevor. It, uh, I don't know if you both know, but male, mo- like typically, like female models make earn more money than male models. It's very mm-hmm. common. Actually, I don't know if it has changed. I haven't had to cast any models since 2009, but like at that time, typically model like male models would just not even get a day rate, which to mm-hmm. me was crazy. And I just want you both to know that on my sets, everybody got paid the same. But, like, it's really, like, to hear a model, like, stand up for themselves and just be like, hey, don't yell at me like that. I was like, yes, go. Mm-hmm. Please stand up for being treated well because everybody deserves that. And I, mean, I don't know anything about Trevor, but just at that moment, I was like, well, this is one good thing that's happening is there's somebody sticking up for what's right somewhere in here. Mm-hmm. You know? before somebody else does mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. this particular picture, um that was a good thing like the only good thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, so then the fact that kenneth and Prache are sharing a table um uh sets Prache off Yes. Because he hears everything that sort of, he heard everything that went on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he gets freaked out about it. Yeah, because Meg wants Praje's approval. So, because she goes to him in the sewing room and says, Praje, was I really that mean? Cause, and, I, and again, in this tone where she's like, oh, I'm just going to like gab and gossip with you. But Praje, yeah, Praje's mad and tells her, I heard you and you were being fake as fuck this morning. You and he kind of like tells her what he told us as the viewers and the talking head that Mm -hmm. she made him really, really uncomfortable going on and on and on about quote unquote, supporting people of color and particularly project and not having a black model. And then when Kenneth wants to change models, when it's her, when she has to make deal with that choice or deal with, um, someone who wants to um, switch up models because of a cultural racial reason, then she snaps at him. And so then he mm-hmm. tells her, I lost so much respect for you for that. Um, and then he goes, keep working, Meg. Bye. Which is what I, I was screaming at the, the TV, like, bye, Meg. <laughs> bye. Sleep. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> then, the, then the next round oh, is God. that Kenneth comes Oof. in to sew yeah. and Meg yells at Kenneth um, for not standing up for her when Prache attacked her. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. This is like layers and layers and layers of abuse on multiple fields at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Well, it's like. Yeah. She was oh, like, I told you that I was doing it because the race thing was important to me. <laughs> Like, conveniently forgetting that it should have happened, that all the times that she was saying it should have happened 16 hours before. And she was like, and I just got called fake, and you didn't do anything. Yeah. It's like, listen, (laughs) I yelled at your face. I called you an asshole and said bullshit a bunch of times. And Mm -hmm. now... You know, Project is yelling at me, right. and you're not going to stand up for me when he's yelling in my face? 
I yeah, gave you my Asian. Yeah. See, <laughs> like, this is on. this is why this is why we saviors get frustrated. Exactly. I gave you Here's all that Asian guy. support. Come on. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, you know, like weaponizing my cis femininity is hard work. Can't yeah. you just accept it? Just respect I mean, that. And through all of it, I was like, I, I really was in this place of like, I'm being pointed in the in a certain direction by this edit, and I want to resist it. I don't, I don't want to just automatically be writing Meg off. But there is not a moment where there's something that she says that I can grasped onto that would be like okay this is where she was misunderstood yeah uh, yeah it's yeah. it's like like action after action mm-hmm. that um that is uh just um you know uh, insupportable yeah and and i feel like again another space for intervention like you don't why is the crew allowing, like, uh, another candidate to be yelled at? Like, Kenneth should not, like, the moment that Meg was acting up, acting out, however, someone should have stepped in, stepped in and said, hey, 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 whoa, 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 let's talk this out. Let's figure this out. We're already given an edit about Meg that starts off with, you know, a flashback. I miss my mom. I'm upset. It makes me cry. I'm very mm-hmm. exhausted. I'm wrung out or whatever the expression is. Like I'm wiped out. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're almost like given all these excuses to sort of mm-hmm. justify this behavior. But then what? Nobody can intervene. It's, it's a little bit like, I feel like you, you're again, re-traumatizing another, now another person <laughs> and, you know, and humiliating them. And now I don't think this even treats Meg well. And I'm not saying that, this person should be absolved from this toxic behavior, no, but it can be dealt with in a way that, I don't know, I, d- does not A, I, I, like where is this person going to go from here? And I also think about, think about how people are going to watch this, and maybe I'm just going on another layer here that's unnecessary, but think about how many people are going to watch this and feel bad for Megan. No, work this out behind closed doors. Don't yes. traumatize anybody. Or make somebody some kind of martyr that they're not, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Space not used. Yeah, because I kind of saw that in the edit um, in terms of, you know, this, this is really difficult because mm-hmm. this this is the moment where I kind of, okay, because I have, you know, I do watch Housewives, um, another Bravo franchise and I but I have not been watching them lately because it's been stressing me out so I just mm-hmm. listen to podcasts and I and I filter it through that but this is the moment where I started I, yeah I think in a similar way where I'm like oh my god let me see what's happening around them because there's a point where you see Octavio fleeing the sewing room with something mm-hmm. that was probably amazing. And I just was like, okay, who is working in the midst of this? So I saw Octavio in the sewing room uh, who just like ran out. Then I see Christina in another shot with uh, Praje going off, making clothes. I'm just like, I want to see that. And then we have mm-hmm. Aaron in the background consulting his sketchbook again. 
thinking with his pen in his mouth. And I'm just like, I would love to see that. Um, Anna does not <laughs> Brought stop Brought to you by sewing. Pilot Erasable Pens. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Fleck? Flitch? <laughs> Pilot flitches. I don't know. But yeah, I, I was like, this is this is a very complicated interaction that's happening. And um, well, go ahead. And, and also, um, you know, it, to, to, to perhaps even try to put this in some sort of a context, it's like, yes, last year. And we were at the bursting point of like, this country has to talk about race. It has to talk about anti-blackness and yet it does not know how to. And we're seeing that like played out in it, like in this show, Mm -hmm. like we're not seeing it addressed and, and, um, and, and dealt with. We're seeing it just like, you know, existing in in all of its um emotionally fraught um uh you know ugliness mm-hmm. um in in this episode and it's um and i i, I agree with you ernest that it's like i remember this time last you know last summer not not summer of 2020 when i was like I have to really think about what I look at at this moment mm-hmm. because like I, I might like think, Oh, I'm just going to turn on some TV and get away. And I will just be like, you know, collapsed into a ball mm-hmm. of, de- of depression and distress you know, from like some piece of news or some attitude or, or whatever. And, and so it's to, to see it kind of playing out again in this, um, in this scenario is really brings back up like the, the, the incredible, um, inability that American, society has at the moment to be able to talk about the thing that is its most um horrific and painful legacy yeah yeah i mean because it and it it is is complicated because i i do believe that um you know and i'll say that i've had or i've been privy to a lot of what i call like nice white lady conversations that are layered with a lot of entitlement and a lot mm-hmm. of um, a lot of uh, in embedded racism, but it mm-hmm. comes out in a in in a way that um, uh, you know is sort of w- with with great intentions, a lot mm-hmm. of intentions, but the the way that it um, it comes out um, is is layered because it's like you have a person who's trying who thought genuinely thought that they were doing a, a good, nice thing, but they're doing it in a nice white lady way where there's still at the core of it, this idea of um, this, you know, this, the savior complex, which at the core of that again is white supremacy um, looking at someone else needing to be helped. But then again, that, um, that 
um, expectation that, you know, you will get a pat on the back or you get points. And again, the blindness of how your response and your actions affect these people that you're trying to be nice and helpful to. Um, because this conversation around race in particular, and, and, and yeah, and in a setting where, you know, they're coming out of quarantine, um, or isolation, and now they're on this reality TV show, it's also back on Bravo. So that's why the, the producers didn't, didn't intervene, um, because it, it's, it's good TV, quote unquote, um, and it's pretty volatile. There's a lot of drama. And, um, but at the core of it, there, it's, it's hard to handle on an edit because we are hearing Meg's side and she's sobbing, um, storming out and talks about feeling her fight or flight responses, um, kicking in. And I believe all of that, but, um, there's so many things happening at the same time where she doesn't understand the nice whiteness and how painful nice whiteness is. Um, and so at this point, you know, um, she she takes herself out of it, and I was happy to see her go. And this is the time where I saw her well, walk out. Well, there's, there's, there's one thing that happens before that. Oh yes, what happens? Because we have we have round three between um, Meg and Prache that takes place over. Oh, that's right, over Zayden. Oh. Over Zayden's dad. <laughs> over Zayden's sewing machine, where the two of them are on either end of it. And I agree with you, Zayden's face. I like like <laughs> like Zayden has the face for all reaction shots. He's literally sitting there with the two of them screaming back and forth over him. And yeah. Meg is clapping at Praje. Talk about yeah. she's clapping Gosh. at him, and that that set me off. Um, and, and, and I know it would have set anybody, not any, I shouldn't say anybody off. I understand why it, it set off project, but yeah, no, poor Zayden is trying to sew. Anna's over there yeah. by herself sewing. Zayden's like trying his best to work. <laughs> Just can't. Yeah. And then says the thing where, uh, and Patricia, you texted me this over Zayden's like, I thought this was project runway, <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. I feel like this is such a, like, I watched this and I was like, wow, the unfolding of, like, racialized resentment. Meaning, like, mm -hmm. Meg has, like, internalized a lot of resentment around race. And it's just unfolding in real time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get the, I want to take everybody to the pet store and let them rub some animals. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, I'm like, can we get a golden retriever in here? I agree with Bones. <laughs> can we just get like a, a little, like a very low key golden retriever and just let everyone mm -hmm. just like pet, pet, just pet. Yeah. See, this was that time in the summer where everybody <laughs> needed a stuffed animal. And can I say, there are so many golden retrievers in my neighborhood now back in Brooklyn. I know they're mm -hmm. new because their owners cannot walk them. Um, Cause like I grew up with a golden <laughs> retriever and she was wonderful, but very, uh, um, very unwieldy, you know, just kind of yes. difficult. Golden retrievers are very excitable, but um, yes. yeah. I, but for this in particular, I feel like they need an excitable dog to just distract, distract them from all of this. <laughs> Change the vibe. Just worry about the dog. Um, so yeah, Meg, Meg goes outside, wants to, talk to somebody from production joins the 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 list of 
contestants who um, decide that it's time to go. Yeah. I was writing in my notes, go home, go home. And I also was chanting at the screen. Mm. And I was just like, I, I'm mentally willing you just go home. I think for the, for your sake, yeah. and for the sake of my enjoyment of the show, like, please go home. Um, but there is also a debrief outside because Kenneth has started sobbing uncontrollably. And Chastity comes in and saves the day <laughs> as the mm-hmm. voice of reason. And um, yeah. she takes Kenneth aside with Prajay too, because they're all, you know, and she's like, listen, like, yeah, we're seeing people for who they are. And with you, you didn't bite back. She poked, Mm -hmm. she poked at you because she knew that you weren't going to bite back. Prajay yelled at her. And so then she took that out on you. It had nothing to do with you because if she didn't want to change her model, guess what? All she had to say was, and everyone goes, no, Right. She just had to say no, and that's it. No means no. Yes. Meg had a choice, and that's another thing I wrote. I'm like, Meg took her choices away from herself, where she didn't have any options. Yeah. She felt like she had no options, but that's not what happened. She was given a choice, but how she synthesized it, she was like, I have no options. And that's what she's, you know, she felt like she had to fight against. And I'm like, that's not true. You had options. Well, yeah. and also it's like, it's, it's, it's like if you are going to advocate for yourself, if your thing really is mm. that, um, it, you know, uh, then then just, you know, say to Kenneth, like, you know, are there other are there other Asian models? Mm-hmm. Like, could could you talk to one of the other designers who's working who's working with an Asian model? Mm-hmm. Um you know there there were multiple options but it does seem that in meg's mind she was like oh wait a minute Mm -hmm. like i'm on film going on about this issue Mm -hmm. and now if i don't do this there's there's no way that it's that it's not gonna look bad yeah yeah but you know what I find, what I find inexcusable. And by the way, I'm I'm getting the um the, not the legends the um the captions on, on Roku, <laughs> so mm-hmm. very clear. In the captions there, it was very clear that like, um, Meg said, oh, when when Trevor approaches and they're talking, or no 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 before before they oh I forget the other model's name. Talk. Um, so before talk, before. Meg goes with talk over to Kenneth. Um, Meg does say, I have the stuff almost cut for you. Mm-hmm. Almost. Not quite. Not So not at all. So mm-hmm. not, right? So there's room for adaptation here. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I feel like when I think back with that moment, I'm like, wow. Like, you, you, like you had so much room to change. Mm-hmm. Like, the plan. Yeah. What you opted to do. Yeah. And I so, resentful, Nayland, I just want to say one thing. I'm sorry yeah. that I no, I personally resent how the show introduces this to the viewers. We get this oh, because of mental health reasons, um uh Meg is not going to continue participating in the competition. And I was like, No. Like that's not an excuse for my mm-hmm. racist fear. You know, yes, they were tired, yes, they were exhausted, but 
I don't know. I, I know plenty of people who, when they get exhausted, they don't, like, become suddenly racist all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's resented mental health being used as um, an excuse, not, not just for this behavior, but as the framework to make it go away. Yeah. I, I think that um, there is... Uh, I mean, I think there's there's two possible ways to go, right? I, my sense is that that we hear Meg talking about um, the onset of a panic attack, and so maybe that's what sh- she is talking about with the producers, like like mm-hmm. probably the producer, you know, the producer who's out there talking to her is probably like look, Meg, this is a bad idea. Why don't you talk it through? You should stick around, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. We're we're just getting to know you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure that their job is to try to keep the person on set. And so Meg might have gone to, you know, I feel my mental health is at risk in, in the midst of this. And that that was the way out. I mean, I again, I don't know. I was not there, but mm-hmm. I could totally see that scenario. Um, but but also, um, you know, and and again, I go to Tim as a kind of moral authority. Think about the times in previous seasons where Tim has come back to talk to all of the designers about somebody's behavior yeah and what it means in terms of the you know like i've been reviewing the tapes i saw some behavior that was very disturbing to me this is not the way that we conduct ourselves here like think about ken right who i talked about last week who there was an entire you know scene of ken being brought back and talked through um a a way of like integrating back into the group of the designers. And that again, does not seem like Christian. No, no, no. Right. Like, like I don't see Christian in that role. Yeah. 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 No, not at all. And so I, 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 I agree with you, Patricia, that it's not that, that, um, the, the, me- I, I, although I don't think that the, um, that the attitude of the edit is such that, oh, Meg was having such intense, you know, mental health issues that that's why she did what she did. I think it's all like the edit is pretty clearly like this is a beyond the boundary behavior. Yeah. Yeah. It, like really also exculpates the show wait exculpate exculpate yeah um i'm not sure if i'm using too big a word because i'm i can't think of an easier one mm-hmm. it forgive it, it show uh, not culpable or something whereas i feel like the show is totally like whoever was on production is as culpable as meg as far as mm-hmm. i'm concerned mm-hmm. yes yeah 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 i, I agree with that i totally agree too um yeah and, and it 
does eat up all the air in the room. It's like, here we are, we're barely halfway through the show and we've already been talking about it for an hour. And I wrote in my notes yeah. that like the next- Or more than an hour. More than an hour. And like, and it's, and we hear that Meg isn't coming back on day two. Like all that happened on day one. This is a two day challenge. Yeah. And that's the thing that I couldn't believe where I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is not runway day. Um, and so- I'm I'm just so glad because we can move on from sort of from that, but but what ends up happening is um, I think the the workroom shifts and um, it's sort of back to making and they're kind of like running around and saying what they're what they're doing, but Praje has been affected by this and so mm-hmm. has Kenneth and Praje changes um, uh, the des- the design of the jacket. Um, by adding tears to the um, to the goddess of motherhood, and then Kenneth decides to create a patchwork, and I, I that's that's I, that's just the word he uses, but like a patchwork something that incorporates scraps from everyone else's um, castoffs, um, because he wants to respond to all the support that he got from everyone. That's his way of of crafting um, a new piece around around that feeling of support. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, that's kind of just, that's sort of the, the, the day, but, um, but, but it really kind of shifts the room. Um, but we do get to focus a little bit on what people are making. For instance, Zayden um, mm-hmm. finally gets to sew and has sewn mm-hmm. a jacket, a camo hoodie jacket and is putting on the back, um, say their names, which again pulls us back to where we were at that time. So around the end of the summer in 2020 um, Mm -hmm. and something that was still really, really on people's minds um, uh, in the midst of um, all the protests that were happening and this racial conversation we're having specifically about violence against black people. Yeah. Police, police killings of, of, of black folks. Yes. Um, Praje is wishing for a blow dryer because got to paint those tears and wishing mm-hmm. to dry because that's what happens when you're painting something and the paint needs to dry. Um, and then we have, we finally get to see some of what Sabrina is making and she's making something inexplicably orange and I'm, she's on my, she's on my bracket. I'm very worried, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anything else about this time afterwards towards the end of the day? On day two. I, I mean, I have something, you know, Christian. Yeah. I, I, I have something to say about, um, Kenneth who's Kenneth who's on my bracket, but I'm going to save it for later on. Okay. All right. Make a note. Um, yeah. Okay. Patricia, anything? No. Um, Okay. Um, so then we just head back to, I think where they're saying is called the Lindsay and they head back there. Um, there's a little bit of breakfast time where <laughs> Kenneth and Praje are talking about their designs and Kenneth is really struggling with the patchwork, which we'll get into later. Um, mm-hmm. and then we get back to the workroom and, um, the music has changed. It just seems lighter. Um, I, I love what chastity is wearing. I just am noticing more things because <laughs> we're being shown more mm-hmm. things. Um, the models come in and Christian is 
walking around going like, do you like that? Is that good? Is that jacket? All right. Are you finished with that? What is happening down there? Um, and then he, something happens where he goes over to Aaron and Aaron's model is wearing a tube dress with a crop bolero type thing. And mm-hmm. I, it was so confusing because Christian goes like, well, where's the varsity jacket? And I, that was, yeah, that was one of the things that happened in, uh, on the day of the runway that just, I was like, so confused. Why was this model wearing, how many pieces did Aaron make? Um, and uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then we have, um, let's see, Kenneth, who's struggling with the third piece since he's no longer using the kimono that he made. Um, but this is a three-piece, two-day challenge. And Christian suggests a patchwork hat. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just, I don't know. I'm letting that hang out there for people to to pick up or leave anyway so (laughs) we um we go into hair and makeup and i don't know if you guys made any notes but i i made one note that's called bones versus aaron because i'm pretty sure this was bones's voice bones goes i want this to be sleek back with a little bit of a shine but um not with like a little bit of a just like a natural thing i just want to naturally fall up there and then i want to swing around the corner and then have a little peek here here and there and then we have aaron's directions which is claudia schiffer 1994 calvin klein jeans ad period (laughs) (laughs) i love it (laughs) so good i'm i'm betting that aaron is gay Oh, I will take that bet. How much you want to bet, Miller? <laughs> it's got a drag because, queen tendency, and because <laughs> I will say that a a, a a straight man is incapable of uttering that sentence off the top of his head. Oh my gosh! And I love how we don't have an answer, but I think the hairstylist is understood. <laughs> uh. I just love it. Oh man. Okay, so ready for the runway? Oh my gosh. Thank goodness we're, we're at the runway. Finally there. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so listeners, uh, here we are, <laughs> two hours in. <laughs> and, um, click on the link to find the show notes. I mean, sorry, click on the link in the show notes to find um, the cheat sheet to follow along. And of course, we have our normies. We have Nina Garcia, Brandon Maxwell, Elaine Welteroth, um, Elaine. Welteroth, who is interpreting this challenge yet again with a 90s haircut and a 90s jean bustier. Um, And then we have Wisdom K, who is our TikTok influencer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What's Brandon wearing? I keep forgetting. Um, Brandon is wearing um, black jeans, a black crew crew neck t-shirt, and a black blazer. Um, this time, not wearing any glasses. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> you sound so excited by that. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So let's get to this runway. All right. First up is Darren. Who's on? Wait, who has Darren? Does anyone have Darren? Nobody has Darren. No Darren. Um, okay. I'll just say that I love this model's walk. Um, and that's all I wrote. I love the model walk. Um, Wait, is first up Darren or is it? It should be Darren. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was Darren. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so, so the like the Japanese street inspired um, punk, um, pink mesh shirt going on. Hair slick. Back. Well, it's a black mesh shirt and a pink um, motorcycle jacket. Yes. Oversized with a with stuff painted on it. Yeah, there's spray paint. There's uh, stuff spray painted in gold and black all over it. Um, so the judges weren't really into this, but what'd you guys think? I hated it. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> Hate Maylin? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, I don't have anything much to say I, about it beyond. Yeah, I didn't really like. Yeah, same. I was sort of like, okay, next. Very prescribed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go to next? Because next is Katie. You have things to say about Katie? You know, it, 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 Ernest, I'm sort of watching along here uh-huh. on the episode, and this is a really different order. Oh, really? The, the, yeah. Oh. Yeah. First was first was Prache, then Chastity. Oh no, that's oh. like I don't have that. I have um, Darren goes first, and then Katie, then Prache, and then Chastity. I don't know if okay, maybe, maybe I off. somehow skipped over, or maybe yeah, maybe it got cut. That's a good point. I am watching on um, on YouTube, and so that person could have just not. Uh, that person could have just cut it off. Yeah, probably. So did you not yeah. see Katie? Okay. Um, no, I mean I've I've watched it already and I remember what I remember Katie's um Katie's thing and, and Katie will come up for discussion later on anyway. Yeah, yeah, she will. So um again, I really like this model's walk. Um, really enjoyed it, but had I I thought it was a serious uh oh for some reason. It just kind of felt yeah. Again, just really juvenile. Same critique as last week for me. Yeah, but it, just felt, it felt like the you know the non-binary person at the Soundgarden concert somewhere in Portland or like Aberdeen. I don't know, like mm. in nineteen ninety nine, eighty nine, not mm. like nineteen five, like late eighties. Okay. Mm. Soundgarden. I just feel like no, that's so I, funny. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think this this looks very grungy-ish to me. Wait, are you talking about Darren or Katie? Oh, about Darren. Oh, we moved on. Yeah. About Darren. Oh, okay, that makes more oh, sense. Oh, Katie's like maybe 52s. B- yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We can move on to Praje. Yeah, Katie's Katie is kind of Moni in the middle to me. Moni in the middle? I don't know. I Do you remember know. Moni Love? Do I? Oh yeah. Oh no. I'm gonna have to look this up. Um. Uh. Uh. Look, friends. Look up. Look up. Moni Love. Okay. Had a had a rap hit in the um I think mid uh mid eighties with a song called "It's a Shame." (gasps) Oh, Uh, it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then also had a song, Moni in the Middle, which I think is uh, was a duet with Queen Latifah. Do they, ever, do they say correctly. where you're at in the middle? In yeah. The, okay. All right. Okay. I get that vibe. 
<laughs> so glad that I get that. I, I just I didn't like those like twirling like micro bags around the waist. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. I was kind of impressed that, you know, at the construction of the shirt. Um, and there's something interesting happening with the front flap. But um, the bottom of the pants are just so strange to me. And, yeah, I think mm-hmm. the flappy things, there's just too much going on. I just don't, I mm-hmm. just don't get it. And the colors are a little off-putting. Yes. Um, all right. Now we can get to Prajay. Now we have Prajay. Yes. I'm jealous. I wish Prajay were on my bracket. I'm just going to say it. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, (laughs) Nayline. Well chosen again. (laughs) You know, look, somebody had to pick first. So I'm sure if it if if it was you picking first, Prache would be on your on your uh, bracket. So that's you know luck of the draw that way. Um, yeah, I mean this comes up for judging, so we can talk about talk more about it later on because yeah. I, I I do have something to say about it. Um, chastity. Um, Patricia. Any thoughts yes. on Chastity's outfit? I actually loved it. And, you know, remember, I I think I said this out loud. I mm-hmm. picked Chastity because I thought, hey, this is a cool person. I think I'm going to like this person, but I don't think I'm going to like what they make because it's going to be way too formal for me. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Th- I loved this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, loved this. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, this looks like something you would wear. Especially the uh, the pants. The pants. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where I would wear that too, but I don't think I could fit into those pants. But I, I definitely like the high waist mm-hmm. on it for sure. Like it's definitely something I like to see. Um, yeah, I thought it was really impressive, like really well made. Was it streetwear? So, mm-hmm. Oh, there's something I didn't hear that I – meant to but then i didn't so let me say it now i so if this is street where then what street right where mm-hmm. like, what, what, where if not if not the met gala or the opera or whatnot um so i really appreciated how christian earlier on in the episode <laughs> was sort of very um you know snarky-ish again like maybe that's the thing christian was not clear but maybe trying to direct people to think about street in different ways. And, and Christian had this little, these examples, like Mean Streets, Sesame Street. Oh, the yellow brick, ro- brick road. That's a street. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I actually really appreciated that. And I thought, oh, my God, yeah, why not? Why, like, even though everyone's going to be judged on, is it wearable, is it marketable, why not think outside of of the actual like street street. So Mm -hmm. looking at, um, um, I'm sorry, I just forgot the person who, oh, chastity. So looking at chastity, I was like, oh yeah. So this is a different street. Yeah. Right. This is the epicenter of downtown. This is some mother, this is an uptown street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. 
Um, and I also think you could yeah. wear that top separately, you know, where it could be dressed down or something. I, I, the top was my favorite part of this, even though the leg looks kind of like an asymmetrical peplum going down more than ruffles. But yeah, I just thought the top was amazing. So mm-hmm. that, that felt really straight to me. All right. Ready for Aaron? Yeah. Well, should we just do like, like, let's go in depth on the folks that oh, who are, are safe, in, who are safe. Yeah. And then because this will be our sort of our last chance to talk about them. OK, let me go through. And so next we have Aaron, but we'll talk about him later. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Sabrina, who's mm-hmm. on, on my bracket. And um, so I'll just say that I appreciated the textiles. But I did not like this. I thought it was just way too many strips and straps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't really tell what the fabric was. I, there wasn't really, um, it felt very stiff to me. And mm-hmm. so I was a little worried about it um, because it felt like there maybe it's a romper with a bunch of stuff happening on top of it. But um, I wasn't even quite clear what the third piece was on this outfit. Yeah, it's kind of shapeless. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. And like, I'm worried. For all of its angularity, it's still, it's kind of like a bunch of things that seem like it just because there's a belt cinching them in. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not, not much is happening. I mean, I actually love it. <laughs> I don't mm, know okay. why. I okay. Just... Tell me why. Make me feel well, better actually, about my bracket. I think. <laughs> I think I'm just partial, well, eight to the colors, yellow and orange, my mm-hmm. faves. And then I think there was also, I thought the straps were too long. Hmm. Some of them, they could have been like an inch too shorter in a varying, of more varying lengths. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's, I know we've seen straps on um, Project One Way before, but I think right now, like fringe skirts are somehow the thing. They're everywhere. Um, so it seemed like, oh, okay, like it's sort of of the moment in an interesting way, but I have never seen a pattern like that mm-hmm. in the streetwear mm-hmm. anywhere. And I, is this the, the, the candidate from Pakistan? Yes. Oh, yes. Sabrina? Yeah. Okay. So I thought, well, how interesting, but the one thing I didn't like about it was that it seemed like a very high maintenance thing. Like, is this something I can throw on in a second? Because mm-hmm. one thing street even if it's not like easy to get into, I think the the commu- the main communique of streetwear is like, oh, this was effortless. Even if it took you three hours to squeeze into it, right? Mm-hmm. So this does very high maintenance. <laughs> yeah. And so I would love to see, like, well, how like is it as easy? Like, is it easy to put on? Like, I wish there was some hint of that. And even from the model walking, I didn't understand how easy it is to put on or off. But I just, you know, the back was a little awkward. Like maybe there was a bow in there that I was like, why? The back was a mess. But I love the essence of this somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you about the straps. Like I see, I saw all those straps and I was like, okay, that is just dragging through whatever is like, I, you know, on... I'm- whatever street that you're walking on mm-hmm. so that's going to be an issue in a while absolutely and you can't ride your bike in this absolutely no not. no you have no. to be re- even really be really careful on the stairs like if you're going up and down the steps to get to the subway like you know people are going to step on that 
um yeah i didn't like it at all <laughs> so but i but i i hear you patricia i, I mean i I do like the I, I do like the color it's it's you know there's there's something it's something i would love to go to the beach for drama you know but mm. it would never happen <laughs> all right well let's go on let's go let's move on um because next we have uh kenneth who spoiler alert we'll get to later <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and then we also have katrina with more um more straps um and we'll come to that later also mm-hmm. and next we have Chantal who I barely remembered was even on the show until I saw this come down the <laughs> runway have not seen Chantal all day any thoughts? <laughs> yeah because amazingly enough Chantal didn't get into a fight no. or a like Chantal know. is an actual veteran <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I don't need I don't need this yes um. Yeah, and I thought about what Aaron made last week because I I felt like and and also Chantal and uh, uh not Chantal uh, Chastity just in terms of the peekaboo mm-hmm. and also the the shape of the top. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of felt like last week's Aaron slash Chastity to me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Want to move on to Octavio no. or? Uh. Yes. Patricia? One thing on Chantal, it looked great from the back. I Again, okay. Because I think that... Yeah. No, go ahead. That's it. it. Just And I think that's something, for me, I think for streetwear, maybe, but for streetwear, I think, like, you're being looked at from, like, the front and the back equally. Mm-hmm. I always think, like, how something looks from the back is just as important as the front. And I thought... Chantal nailed that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. like it, but and, I, and I, yeah, I it's I have to say that everyone made really almost everyone made great outerwear pieces, and mm-hmm. even though that jacket wasn't for me, I, I didn't particularly like the the trim or the um uh, you know the the orange fabric, but I thought the jacket was great. Um, it made me miss actually watching them work in the workroom because <laughs> I would have loved to see them working on this. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so next is Octavio, who is just, you know, diligently fleeing from all of the fires mm-hmm. happening in the workroom. And um, and made, because what is this? This is actual, um, like, traffic strips. It, mm-hmm. it was made to look like traffic yeah, strips all safety, over as a motif. Yes. Yeah, safety, safety trim. Yes, yeah, that's what that is. Um, any thoughts? I want this so badly. <laughs> I want this outfit. And I totally thought of you and your your Times Square performance when I saw this, just so you know. <laughs> you would look thought, great in this. Malin probably has <laughs> the whole outfit. The entire outfit. I think I, mean, yeah. I do like I do own a um a harness made out of like um, reflective safety material, like like I have all of the, I think you all, have all of this, all, all of the um, you know uh, bits yeah. of this outfit. I that that collar is so brilliant. <laughs> so good. Um, the mask that the model comes out in, so great. Yeah. 
like the whole the uh, like i was just like uh, uh listeners start start please please start your your ad campaign <laughs> right to octavio <laughs> Oh my gosh, I would love I would love like a collaboration or something. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this walk because like the silhouette behind the scrim looked amazing mm-hmm. and then the reveal of the mask, you know, yeah. again this is like covid. I don't know. I, it felt like cool covid to me. Yeah. But also hilarious because of the reference to an actual street. Yeah. <laughs> so I was and, like, this is so it's humorous like and amazing. This coat that is also like sort of a a skirt and a kilt. Yes. It's so good. So good. And oh, and also the the striped socks to match the shirt. It just I thought putting all these things together really really worked. And mm. I and you know, I loved it. I thought it was great. Mhm. Yeah. Ready for Anna? Yes. Okay, next we have Anna, who had a reveal on the runway. Um, also, um, um, uh, so Mimi is, Anna, is Anna's model. So Mimi comes out with, um, with a face covering on and does a twirl um, and releases the skirt portion. So what you're seeing on the cheat sheet is afterwards. So there's, um, I think Anna got talked down from doing a unitard <laughs> to doing a mm-hmm. two-piece. Yeah, uh, floral legging crop top outfit. Um, any thoughts? How did this? How was this not a top look? I don't know. I like, I feel like it seemed. I would. I wish that. I wish that Mimi had kept, or I wish that Anna had like directed Mimi to keep the skirt on. Hmm. Um, or at least because to me, the reveal of being able to take the skirt off was not that important. I thought it was great. And I thought it was a really um, fun thing to see on the runway, but I do think it needed that skirt. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think like the outfit as it's presented in, in the screen, in the, um, the reference sheet here, like mm-hmm. it's just not, ex- it's sort of like, at home doing the dishes you know it's not hmm. particularly straight and i think the skirt did make it theatrical which you want that on the street you want that on the runway mm-hmm. but after it was on the floor i was like okay it's pretty boring <laughs> i mean i i guess like after the but also it starts out with the with the hood yeah right so yeah that's that part was cool. So was... pre Kim Kardashian. So there were two reveals, right? Yes. That you got the reveal of of Mimi taking off the hood. Um yeah. and then the and then the reveal of the skirt. I just I don't I don't know. I thought like um I I thought that this had a lot going for it. I could I can you know, I can see I I, I hear your argument, but yeah. it's I was like, wow, like I mean yeah. and I thought I think Anna had like I think Mimi had some of my best or my favorite styling on the runway too. There mm-hmm. was just something about all of it just felt very Matrix, um, but Matrix is having a moment again, so sleek. But mm-hmm. um, and I don't know, it's just it felt very very constrained 
in a really mm-hmm. wonderful way. So, yeah. All right. So then next we have Ty. We got Coral. <laughs> Coral, who who uh, who has Tice now. And mm-hmm. um, my apologies for this the cheat sheet. For some reason, um, Tice is the only model who didn't have a proper photo of them on the runway. I have no idea mm. why, but couldn't find it anywhere. So I took these screenshots um, and also took two because it was kind of hard to get this from um, from the you know from the broadcast. So the, you're seeing the back of the jacket and then a little top three-fourths of um of the model from the front but yeah i don't know i think the jacket is neoprene and yeah maybe it seemed to be it seems like it seems promising because coral was having the issue of being a high fashion designer and not really feeling streetwear at all and not feeling any connection to um where, where she's from which is mexico city but i think she did okay i didn't mind this piece thoughts (laughs) i mean i can second that i don't mind it it's fine but i don't it it does not move me no not at all me all right um you want to go straight to bones it it feels a little (laughs) kenneth cole reaction to me oh Oh. (laughs) i feel like that's a good reference it's very mall though right yeah yeah. As a former reaction shopper. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, all of us were at yeah, one point or I, another. I got I feel like I had shoes. Can they call reaction shoes? I love those shoes. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, ready for bones? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we have bones here. And bones does something very similar, I feel, to last week. Except there mm-hmm. is a reveal, so there's a, this a skirt piece with um, what he calls oh gosh, what did Bones say? Bones used the term, I think metallic, futuristic, tribal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the skirt comes off and it becomes the third, um, it becomes an outerwear piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just say I'm a little worried because the outerwear piece sort of looks like. Um, a stiffer version of the outerwear piece from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, very off the shoulder, and um, you know, yeah, just very. There's a lot of stretchy fabrics that Bones likes to work with. Mm-hmm. But thoughts on this piece, guys? Yeah, there. I mean, I. It, it's early days yet, but. I this seemed like very on brand for bones and that was the thing that made me nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous too. Ugh. Bones is on my bracket, but you know. Um keeping hope. Keeping hope mm-hmm. that um he'll use something that besides a spandex fabric next week. We'll see. Um next is Zayden. Yeah. And Zayden oh Patricia, do you have something to say about bones? Oh, no. Okay. Nope. <laughs> um, Zayden is, is our last designer. And um, maybe we can go into judging because Zayden, yeah. spoiler alert, um, makes it to the judging round. So, um, yeah. So let's let's get to judging. So we've kind of spoiled a little bit. 
Uh, we have our top mm-hmm. scoring designers um, and our, our low scoring designers. But once they're done, um, they choose seven people to stay on stage. So they choose Zayden, Aaron, Christina, Praje, Darren, Katie, and Kenneth. And everyone else is safe. Mm-hmm. And Zayden goes first. Um, and Zayden has a top score. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about Zayden's outfit and what the judges had to say about it. Well, I this is so so this is the thing I've sort of been hemming and hawing around mm-hmm. for um, for this whole episode, which is that there's an interesting thing that happens in the judging here, mm-hmm. and it also I think goes into how folks are conceptualizing themselves and what they do at the present moment. Okay. And so it's like the whole, the, the whole, everything is starting to hinge on, um, a representation of a community and, um, telling a story. Yeah. And telling, telling, uh, telling my story, telling my, like, this is the, this is the time for, you know, we, we've, we've never heard my story. It's time to tell my story. And, and it's, and the question that I have is the sort of prescribed ways in which that story, um, can be seen. Mm -hmm through the gestures that are made in the clothes. Hmm. So I really had a hard time with Zayden painting say their names on the back of the coat. Mm -hmm. In part because it seemed like a sort of shorthand for a, 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 a kind of political gesture that in some ways is unassailable, mm-hmm. but also so indirect as to be ineffective. Mm-hmm. Ineffective. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I think about um, there's um, a an, an artist whose drag persona is named Patina Dupre. And um, during the 80s, um, Patina would appear at um, events, pride marches, um, protests, wearing a, a, a prom dress that had the names of every person who had died from AIDS on the prom dress. Mm-hmm. And, and there was there was a sort of commemorative function and a kind of mourning and a protest. Um, and, um, and Patina themselves is a, is a longtime survivor of, uh, you know, a, a person, a person with AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there's a big difference between what Patina did and when everybody started wearing red ribbons. Hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and so I think about like this present moment and this attempt for folks to articulate a personal identity through fashion that somehow has a recourse to language and sloganeering. Mm -hmm. um, that is, uh, it, I feel like there's a weird shortcut that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That in some ways is about like, yeah, well, there's the pain where, you know, but but here's like the call to action, which actually is not a call to action at all. No. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it's it's one thing for, um, uh, you know, it's one thing for a musician to sing that song, say their names and then say the names of black people who have been killed by police. Mm -hmm. And to have everyone in the audience saying those names, it's another thing to like say that, to 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 print that on the back of a jacket that's going to be seen on Project Runway. Yeah. Yep. Um... And I feel like it's a similar issue for Project. I think it's a similar issue in a different direction for Kenneth. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's like all three folks on my bracket, like all had the same problem <laughs> <laughs> where it's like this desire for a narrative is it, it. I don't I'm 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 struggling with this. I don't know if it is the solution to our problems at this point. Yeah, because I, I kind of saw mm -hmm. this. As I don't... A... No, go ahead, Patricia. Oh, please finish. No, no, I I, I want to hear you first. <laughs> well, I, I thought about it in terms of what they were asked to do. Mm -hmm. Like, this is me, my vision, my values. So for me, I thought about those decisions as, I'm going to be really clear about those values right now. And I think that fashion, and like, like, like every industry, I mean... You know, even though this is uh, sponsored by like a, a pencil company with an eraser, like you can't erase like the white supremacy of it all because it's kind of engraved. You have to get a big sander, mm -hmm. right? So like, I think that to have values be really, really in your face and clear is still something that I don't think the fashion industry, it knows how to market that after a certain point but it doesn't really know how to um, absorb it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I hope I'm being clear right now. Yeah. So when I see this, I'm like, okay, great. It's great that you are being very forthcoming about your values. Mm -hmm. I like, I absolutely want to see more of that everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So, so when I think, is it a solution to a problem? I think, it may not, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. But think about it in terms of being really clear. Again, these are my values. Whatever my brand is, these are my values. And I'm far more interested in, in those conversations than I am in, like, when people say, like, this is my brand. This is my brand. And I'm like, oh, my God, you have to have done something. You have to be open to have a brand, meaning you have to be recognized for something. Mm -hmm. Like, until then, 
what you have is you have a strategy, you have inf you, you, you have infrastructure or you don't, but you have your values, excuse me, you have values and you have your work and hopefully you will get to be a brand and that's awesome. But I, I, I just, I personally hate living through a time where everybody's very thankfully eager to critique capitalism, but then everybody talks about each other as brands or themselves as brands. Mm -hmm. So at this at the stage of like getting to, starting to make something not when you have like your own thing already so for me a return to values like explicitly like that mm -hmm. i always welcome ernest do you was there <laughs> well i was just going to say that when i saw zayden painting say their names on the back I, I immediately and even more so when I saw the model walk it on the runway it reminded me of Melania Trump's jacket walking onto the plane <laughs> that says I don't care do you um and that's an H mm. and I know that that's an H&M jacket um because I, I saw it sourced I, I, it was Zara Oh, Zara. Right, right. Um, whoops. God, sorry. I mixed up with H&M. Yeah, it's a Zara jacket. Um, but because there was something about the silhouette of Zayden's outfit that it didn't seem... I, I like the trim, but I also was questioning even using camo as a fabric. Like, and what does that mean to um, be expressing this and using the phrase, say their names, but having it be on, um, you know, military... A military connotation <laughs> of itself and then also the racer strips on the front that are are like direct references to street but are also in style um i saw this as like a first swipe at something where like i think this is where zayden wants to go and so then mm -hmm. he, he has to be quite literal about it because the other choices made in the outfit don't seem to go with that message it's very clear that that was actually just kind of taped on at the last minute he, I, he's drawn to camo there's you know there's aesthetic reasons why th this are but when you have that with that phrase it means it 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 it's not it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense um it becomes very complicated but yeah but i kind of saw this as like yeah like a first go um a first a first thought of how to incorporate this and it'll get better mm -hmm. hopefully down the line yeah, I I mean I I like the outfit overall, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm really concerned about this idea and 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 Patricia, I'm really glad that you brought up the word brand because I keep going back to this all the time. It's like the history of that word should make us very 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 cautious about yes. using it. You know, it's Absolutely. like. A, you know like the history of branding mm -hmm. is the history of marking livestock yeah and marking property and yeah. and people being branded yeah and so it is it it is so uh, it to me it is a a, a mark it, it is a version of the insidiousness hmm. of um of of certain types of of um capitalist thinking to make us not only identify with the brand but imagine that that is our goal yeah. as yeah. as a, as selfhood um mm -hmm. 
at, you know, that there's a kind of, um, that, that my brand is myself. It's like, no, mm -mm. no. Yeah. Yeah. We're not a corporate construct and nor should we ever be. Well, um, and particularly for folks who were marked property at, at one point in their heritage, it's really mm -hmm. weird to take that word on. Yeah. Because I kind of think about what it just means. I don't know. Like, I, cause even thinking about the, and we'll get to Prajay, do you want to just, um, do you want to go on to the other two so we can get to Prajay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next we yeah. talked to, we, we talked to Aaron. Yeah. Go ahead. May I just add one thing? Yes. May I just add one thing? I'll be very quick. Um, I did appreciate the pronoun difference, meaning using there. Mm -hmm. um, and I also want to say that um, I really want to recommend a podcast to mm -hmm. everybody. Although the episode that I heard this on is already, like it's like episode two or one or whatever. But Kimberly Crenshaw's Intersectionality Matters podcast mm. often updates people, listeners of that podcast that the violence, like public violence, like um, black boys, boys of color, black men are sort of the public face of like violence, <laughs> like, like that, um, that black people experience. But actually young girls experience higher numbers and even higher numbers of like incarceration. Mm. So I, like, I really appreciated the, their name. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm those reasons but um and also because i think that we're sort of like again oh okay this is not as quick as i was hoping but let's just say that i highly recommend people listen to that podcast for more deep dives into that reality and the urgency of like not reducing like just really questioning media narratives and it's not to take away from anybody's pain but to really just understand how invisible damage is just being done all the time yeah totally okay, I'll all right um so let's go on um next we have aaron who is also a top scorer mm -hmm. and um the, their model came out in a different an outfit that we did not see in the workroom there's a bomber jacket aka i guess a, a different take on the varsity jacket that's also reversible. Um, and so on the cheat sheet, you're seeing the yellow side, but underneath there is a, a, a like a white, blue, navy motif going on. And um, there is like an overall with uh, pants that can either be cinched up or even let down um, in like a straight leg or like in like a wide leg pant mm -hmm. um, silhouette. And uh, yeah, Claudia Schiffer, 1994, Calvin Klein ad for the styling. Um, thoughts <laughs> on this? <laughs> um, everyone loved this. It's, this seemed to be everyone's favorite. And it was Wisdom K's favorite look, um, apparently, too. Mm -hmm. So, But yeah, no, I, I also like the pants. Um, I will say that lately I've been... Uh, really happy that very loose fitting pants are back in style <laughs> mm -hmm. because I remember in elementary school sort of lying to my mom about getting pants that were way too big because um, 
I'll just say that my mom and I disagree on aesthetics and how tightly things <laughs> ought to fit. And she thinks things should be tighter than I think they ought to be. <laughs> and so she made the mistake of buying me jeans that were like two sizes too big. And I was like, no, 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 please don't return them. Please don't return the JC Penny. This is how, this is how everyone's wearing them. This is the way to wear them. And I love those pants. <laughs> love them. So I'm just really glad that like loose fitting jeans are back in style. <laughs> Ran, run to find the TLC video. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think this is like, very like straight down the road project runway like um very successful project runway outfit yes <laughs> even with inexplicable things coming out of the belt you know is that a shirt what is that yeah i don't know what that was Are those dish rats? It's true mm -hmm. what is that okay yeah want to go to darren <laughs> <laughs> yeah poor darren oh let's spend some time with darren um man uh darren calls this a love letter to baby darren because this is what he wanted to look like and feel like um he wanted to feel like a rock star yeah and so this is what he made so yeah no Ooh. one likes it <laughs> you know also painted on the also painted on the back I know it's yeah. a few and stuck around on there. Yeah, spray paint is in there, um, and it and Nina Garcia I think gives him the deepest slam, which is like it doesn't feel like the moment, and that's like yeah. the worst on Project Runway. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, this is and here's the thing. It's like it, yes, we we get that like Darren is at this point really only here because of bones yes yeah but what about that jacket he made that jacket doesn't that jacket look well made weren't you surprised that there's a jacket that there was a pink jacket <laughs> no i mean it was it was like fine i you know it's like believe me i you know there's a certain point where i would have gotten this from the thrift store i like the pearls mm -hmm. you know i think that if he had actually gone for more of a contrast between the um some of the elegant stuff and the um and or if he'd gone for a much more um butch femme contrast mm -hmm. he would have been in better shape hmm. okay patricia any anything to say I mean, it's not the worst thing I've seen. It's just the kind of things you see over and over. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. What? It's not poorly executed, even. It's just not interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Um, so Darren was not a high scorer. So Darren, I think, mm -hmm. is our first low-scoring designer. Yes. Um, let's move on to Prajay. Mm -hmm. Prajay gets congratulations. Prajay is yes. a top-scoring designer. Yes. Prajay's wearing a t-shirt that has the boy from Haiti painted on it. Oh. And so, I, again, this is the thing that I come back around to, which I, I, I'm, it just is sort of, it sort of saddens me that, um, 
it, that that we are kind of reliant on language in this way in this moment mm. like that there's 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 no other way to kind of express these things yeah you know and i i think that the i think the issue of representation is really crucial to our time but I guess what I'm saying with all of this is that I don't mean to like pick apart these outfits. I actually like these outfits, but I do wonder about this thing like that, like, and it comes back to the whole Meg story, which is that it's like the, the proper representation is this, uh, this particular thing on a black model that then has to have this kind of writing and this sort of symbol on it. Mm -hmm in order for you to get it and and that there's this this weird sort of i don't know breakdown in a way of like an an inability actually to come to grips with um with potential multiplicity mm -hmm. um and so it and so it's this this attempt to get everything right. Yeah. You know, um, and and there's something that feels um, insufficient in it for me, at least, as I as I try to think about making art and making things and, you know, expressing myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm just realizing that because I've been staring at the cheat sheet um, and on it, the 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 model's arms are kind of covering up another phrase on the jacket so on on the the legs it's 1804 weaved mm -hmm. into yellow and then the jacket says sac passe um mm -hmm. which is a very common oh i should say common but it's a it's a haitian greeting um mm -hmm. and <clears throat> and i didn't notice the um a boy from haiti so i'm just back on that shot um, because I, and I'll just say, you know, like I, I just <laughs> spoke with, um, just gave a talk about abstraction and freedom mm -hmm. and abstraction with a fellow artist, um, Aaron R. Turner. I'll put it in, mm -hmm. I'll put a link in the show notes once that's back on. Um, but th this is something that we, that kind of came up during our, our conversation with this struggle because, um, it's almost like, what are, are, are you, who, who, who are you talking to? And who are you trying to explain yourself to? Because you are very, very, um, very like your Haitian heritage is very important to you. Um, and, and thinking of other ways to incorporate that into the garment. But I feel like the words are, are very much about, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, it's a very um, literal rendering and almost to me like a, just wanting to be so obvious and 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 crying out about that when that's not necessarily something that I would think is particular to Project. Like I would, I, yeah, I think Project is in the design, but not in the words specifically. And it would have been as impactful had 1804 not be, been on there or if there had been some other symbol that alludes to it. But it seems like mm -hmm. the most important thing is to let all everyone else know, all of us know, um, in these three or four words, just who he is, but that's not who Praje is, and we know I, that. I, I, I think but. I figured it out. I think it's. Ha I think they're hashtags. Huh. 
I think all of these all of these things are actually hashtags. Well, and it's this, this is hashtag streetwear. Yeah. Yeah, but there's but but I think that that's it. It's it's that our desire like like that we've gotten so used to including the hashtag as a kind of backup. Yeah. to provide context and nuance. And it's also a way to be seen. Yeah. If you think about it in the Twitter language, that this is yes. a way to rope yourself into a conversation with people that you're not necessarily speaking directly with. Yes. But you're speaking alongside in a way. But um, yeah, I have so much to say about that. Um, yeah. But high praise from everyone. Um, and uh, very, very high score. Um, any, anything else to say before we move on to Katie? <laughs> Mm-mm. I, am I the only one who likes the 1804? I guess so. I, I, I don't dislike it. Yeah, I like I'm it. just, I'm, I'm really curious as like, it be, I'm curious as this device is showing up in so many, um, in, in so many of the designers gestures or, or like ideas mm -hmm. that that they were going to do this i was like what is the function of this and why you know yeah so it's it's not that i it's not that i dislike it but i'm i'm really curious about it as a strategy yeah mm, i i understand as a viewer i thought it was really subversive because we're using to seeing dates on clothes only to demarcate the, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, the date of manufacture. Like no, the, the date of or date of origin. So like Hermes, oh, oh. 18th, uh, right. whatever right. it is. Right? Right. We to have a historical date is far more useful if you're trying to spread an idea. And I think, I don't know. We'll see. But I really like I look at this and I'm like, oh, here's somebody trying to spread an idea, spread an awareness rather mm -hmm. than talk to a specific audience. And I think uh, I think I align with that even in my own work somehow. Mm -hmm. But I never. OK, let's just think about a historical moment that I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. I've never seen like 1871 a referent of like uh, like the Paris Commune. Like, I've never seen that date being referenced in a fashion, anything I've looked. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, if coming from a country where the dictatorship pretty much ended the year before I was born, 1974 is, or, or 75, like, these are not dates that circulate as anything. Mm -hmm. So I was actually really interested in how this might dispatch someone into learning more about what happened on this actual date that wasn't the founding of a luxury brand because you know gap doesn't have actually you know what in some ads i think they're starting to like 1980 something or, or 60 something but it's usually medium like medium level luxury right niche luxury we don't even hear about those but like media like the gucci's the hermes like the thing that we call luxury they all have those dates mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. like, like our flag in the sand like this is when you know we stuck our flag on the moon or something 
So I actually thought this was a, a brilliant way to spread an idea, which actually is what hashtags try to do, you know, coming around to you, Nayland. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they allow you to group together. I mean, I think as Ernest says, they allow you to group together like um, dispersed, um, discrete pieces of information into some sort of a dialogue with each other. Yeah, and hopefully coalesce. Mm-hmm. I think that there's. Um, I'm I'm really glad that you said that, Patricia, because I because it it sparked something for me, which is that I very much like the painting on the back, even though I, it, it's, it's not like, a, it, it's not a style of painting that I would particularly like otherwise. Mm-hmm. But to me, that painting is actually kind of not so outward looking. It's like the piece that feels actually much more initiatory to me like that you don't really there's there's nothing that explains who that figure is if you're an initiate of that religion then you know who that is right right yeah and so i guess it's i guess for me it's like i tend to favor those things that are more insular codes that seem to be like they're about being able to communicate across the street for people who are like-minded and and um you know that i i just i um yeah Yeah. it's it's like i it's like how i never wanted to um when i started identifying as a bear there were all these bears who got like bear themed tattoos and i was like i would never i would never get one of these like if you were close enough to me to see my tattoo and yet still didn't know that I was a bear, <laughs> like there's an issue. <laughs> so I'm not going to get it to remind myself of how, my, of how I'm identifying at some point. Yeah. Okay. I, Cause I was thinking okay. how that painting on the back would have been enough, but I also do like seeing so big. Yeah. And I yeah, know, yeah. I know quite a few Haitians who would wear that. <laughs> who would, yeah. Who would wear that. And, um, but, but also I, I think it just would be okay to just have the painting on the back and that's it. But I, I, but I, but I really, I really appreciate what you're saying, Patricia, because it does, I, 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 I think it is two different strategies, mm-hmm. right? And 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 my own personal taste runs in one direction, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that the other one is valid. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what I like about your way of looking at this is like how there is a need for like covert recognition because, as we know, and any time there's an increase in visibility, there is a increase in violence. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think the need for people to mutually recognize without risking being recognized from somebody outside of that culture or subculture or microculture is still important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so much to say. 
Um, no, but I Folks, feel like there's... we haven't talked to each other in a long time. I, and these are things. I mean, I feel like I just. Yeah, we need to talk about this off podcast too, or we can save it. I, it. There's there's a lot going on, and and I think there's. It also like yeah, it is also like a, a function of where we are and and how we speak to one another, and also who feels okay with coming forth with how um with with is trying to express like who they are um in in those conversations i'm always asking like who are you talking to who was this for Mm -hmm. um and is and 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 is it do do you really think you're talking to who you think you're talking to yeah um so yeah and that is the thing that is potentially powerful about the street yes yeah um as a as a place of contested meanings, as we say in art schools. Yes. Um, <laughs> contested. <laughs> a site of contested meanings, no less. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, speaking of sites of contested meanings. <laughs> Is that how we're going to transition to Katie? Poor Katie. Yes. That's, that's my segue to Katie. <laughs> I was so underwhelmed by this. I couldn't believe that this had so much attention. When I saw it on the road, it was like, I was like, not into it too much. I don't know. What did you all think about it? I'll I'll just say that I'm, the the word that comes to mind is befuddled because (laughs) she's put so many graphic, I mean, okay, and I love the mixture of textiles and textures and different, um, uh, you know, designs, whatever. And she's done it in a way where I don't know what I'm looking at um, as a whole. Separately, I can get it. I I understand what the pieces are, but as a whole, it's, I'm looking at, I'm like, I should like this, but I don't, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. And, and she's managed to put these things together in a way that is actually off putting to me. And I had to laugh out loud because Brandon looked at this and was like, what is this? So she takes off the stole and then the model turns around and it looks like she's wearing, I don't know, like overalls. And Brandon goes like, oh, so it's like a jumpsuit with strings. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is. It's a jumpsuit with strings. I don't know. Like what? Yeah. So I, but I appreciated what Nina Garcia had to say with the silhouette and just the, the strangeness of the crop of the, of the pants. Mm -hmm. It seemed unfinished. Like there was so much going on top. And then at the bottom with these, with these pants where I would never wear pants that are cropped like this and are also tapered right underneath the knee. um, uh, It just looks uncomfortable, but yet wearable, but the, but they're all, everything's put together in a way that um, it's just kind of ugly. It's really cute and ugly at the same time. I'll say this is yeah. like the outfit for a host of a children's program from Nickelodeon from 1987. I mean, uh, I'm just is it like all the way back. I don't know if Nickelodeon existed in 1987, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but like a PBS show from that period. Yes. Yes. An early morning Saturday PBS show that's half animated, yeah. and maybe the the model is the only live action person. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
Wow. So maybe, maybe some did listen to Christian when Christian said Sesame, <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's one of those shows where it's like the puppets on it aren't really Muppets. So, like, as a kid, you're kind of disappointed. Like, you're not really getting to see actual Muppets. It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese and like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't recognize any of these characters. Who's playing with Chuck E. Cheese? Like, who are these other people? Oh, that's hilarious. I'm wearing, like, jeans and some kind of dress over, like, not a loose jean, but like a tighter jean. Mm -hmm. I I love it. I just... I love it. Like I like I can I can ride a bike. <laughs> like I can just I feel very flexible mm-hmm. in that, and I feel the. I don't mean to sound pretentious. I really mean this. I like wind. I grew up around a lot of wind, <laughs> so anytime that my garments interact with wind, I'm really happy. <laughs> so you wear like, jeans and a dress. Like you get a little bit of billowness from time to time, and it's like it makes time and space a little exciting. So. But even even being kind of primed to like this, I was very confused. Yeah, it's just not great. Um, all right, want to go on to to Kenneth? Yes. Um. So so Kenneth presents another issue to the judges. I feel like the judges were confused last week with Darren, learning that Darren did not make his outfit to Bones Day, mm-hmm. and here's another instance where the judges are completely confused. Because Kenneth yeah. is trying to give the backstory of the outfit and the patchwork deal that's going on. Um, it's clear that Kenneth is not a top scoring designer. This is a low scoring yeah. uh, design. Yeah. And um, we have Kenneth kind of introducing it, saying, like, originally it was about Tokyo streetwear, that he made a kimono that was voluminous and clean lines. But then something happened behind the scenes. And mm. he changed um, the trajectory and asked for scraps from everyone's designs, left it raw because that's how he was feeling. And then starts to cry um, and saying like, he's never felt so humiliated. And then it's when Praje starts crying that the judges are like, Oh my God, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> everyone's crying. Yeah. Um, so project chimes in and, and it helps Kenneth explain exactly what happened with Meg um, mm-hmm. because Meg isn't there and um, even Chastity backstage is like please just tell them the details Kenneth please tell them what happened yeah. because um, the judges after this are very warm towards him and and Nina Garcia even says like you know I think I got where you're going and Elaine <laughs> had written down something about, that I was thinking of she's like it's giving me harem soccer player cross guard and then mm. I would also add bike messenger because of the mm. hat and the gloves. But, oh, um, yeah. but well, the gloves, the goalkeeper. That I was know. A I, yeah. yeah. That was a really great soccer reference. But for me, I was like, Oh, that's, that's still bike messenger. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, totally. This is a hard one for everyone. Well, and, and this is the other part of it where it's like, this like Kenneth's decision to embody this story mm-hmm. does not excuse the fact that this is really poorly designed. Yes. 
Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's like suddenly there's the emotional appeal of the representation and the and 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 what the garment means as an act of solidarity mm-hmm. versus like it as a as a thing that was that that he ended up making. Yeah. And you can see the way that those two things, like he did not have a clear design idea of how to actually make those two things come together. No. And I, and that's the thing. Like I, I, I kind of thought through this a little bit because I, he was headed somewhere at the very beginning um, before tacking on what looks like mostly Octavio's fabric Octavio right. and um, and maybe Zayden as well because there's a yeah. lot of neon going on and I'm like well you could have made um, a patchwork glove or something else that was representative or maybe like a, a um, not the hat but something else that was smaller and um, more manageable but as meaningful and or mm-hmm. something for yourself that you could have worn on the runway um, by yourself. But I understood the urge to do something in response to a very, very strong feeling and a very um, negatively though. So, but a monumental event. <laughs> right. <laughs> you no. Know? So. And, and, and this is the thing that the, um, our guest, you know, our guest judge goes, there's something really beautiful about the way that it ended up because it represents community. And I'm, and, and I'm like, that was the moment where I was like, does it? Mm-mm. No, and that's, is uh-uh. there, it's ugly, you know, is, it's like, how are we, ugly. <laughs> yeah. How are we stuck in this rhetorical place where it's like the story of this thing It you know, must be responded to, um, in this affirmative way. I mean, because do you want to be deemed the person who hates community, Nayland? You hate, yeah. Because that's <laughs> just for like yeah. you just say the word community, and everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, well, that changes yeah. everything." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, it is a community of things. That's you, that's what you can say. Like patchwork is, or quilting is about community. But there are ugly quilts out there. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go out and say all quilts are nice." There are bad quilts, there are good quilts, there are all quilts in between. But just because it represents community um, doesn't mean that I can't comment on the aesthetics of it or the design element. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so basically, yeah, um, you know, Kenneth's story saves him. Oh, totally. But I I feel, uh, um, I feel like... Uh, I'm, I have real questions about whether or not it should. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, on to Christina. On to Christina. And I feel like this is weird. It felt strange. I don't know why there were seven people. Cause who was the extra person? Like were there a bunch of people up top? There's four people up top. So Christina's the, Christina's the fourth person on top. Yeah. Um, and so they must have had a tie and just not wanted to because it seemed like everyone really liked this piece but everyone was also confused 
no one understood what this was mm-hmm. or really could place I, it. Um, who is Christina's model? That's Dee Dee. Because I have to say, like, Dee Dee's thing at the beginning, like, we didn't talk about this, but when Dee Dee walked this, oh this look. Yes. With like the the like silhouetted like hand across the brim yep. of the hat, and like Dee Dee made me want to wear a bucket hat. I can't, <laughs> like, basically you know, with this look, I was like, you, "Oh my god! Like you're a, you're a secret agent." I mean, in my head, I was I was also thinking too many straps. Uh oh, Christina's doing the bow thing at the cuff again. I'm I'm you know I'm worried, but no, Dee Dee sold it. I was like, "Oh no, actually, I want ribbons hanging from my wrists yeah. all the time so I can twirl like Dee Dee." <laughs> <laughs> Patricia, what do you think? There's a lot of good wind action here. <laughs> There's no lack of wind action. I, I kind of, I was not a fan of Christina's look, and so I think I forget which one walked first on the runway, if it was Kenneth or Christina. But I didn't like Kenneth's look, also. But I thought. Compared to Christina, I don't understand how Christina's on the top and Kenneth is on the bottom. Hmm. Just the garments. I just, I think Christina's is a mess. Hmm. A big mess. And I think Kenneth, I did not like it. But you know what? Sometimes you'll go to a runway show and maybe this person only makes these kinds of vests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a lot of rainwear companies, like if all they make is rain gear, like if all they make if all they invest is like research into developing waterproof fabrics and new technologies around waterproofability, I just made that up. So if, if that's what they invest in and all they make is bags and raincoats and umbrellas, right? When they when these models walk down the runway, like they can't be nude. So they always have like the same kind of pants, the same kind of, the, the, the garments are always irrelevant, but they're there because you, know, you have to wear something. Mm-hmm. So when I look at Kenneth, I'm like, oh, this could have this is a, not a whole look it's just a piece whatever i don't like it but there it is when i look at christina i'm like what a mess <laughs> so I, I just i sort of think that kenneth's isn't great and you know my one conceptual thing with the piece with um i was a little bit like well well some people just stood by why do the people who stand by get to be called community that's not fair i felt like Maybe it should have been just the scraps of Praget where the people who gave him a hug or actually said something, did something, showed concern, not people who didn't move from their station or were just ambivalent, mm. ambivalent, you know? So I felt like, well, who, this is going to sound funny, but I don't know who else to say, like, what did people do to earn to be a special scrap mm-hmm. Yeah. on that garment? You know, that's the one thing that I think was a conceptual flaw. Hmm. But, but I don't. I didn't like it. But guess what? I don't think I have to. <laughs> it's sort of like, it yeah. is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I I didn't know what to make of Christina's, but it, I was kind of with um with the judges on it. I'm like, it just looks really interesting. I'm so glad that she didn't put that extra tunic on top of it, and um mm. you know it, it could have easily have been a very Katie thing going on in terms of how these things were put together um, or even with Kenneth, because I feel like there are some 
um, some crisscrosses and she's, she did something extra with that um, gingham or uh, plaid, or I think it's a gingham fabric. Uh, but it just, just like the outfit from last week, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what is a bubble gown? What is that? It's just interesting to mm-hmm. to look at and to see. Um, but it comes from a very specific point of view, um, at least the way we've seen her work in the workroom. It just feels like all of this is intentional in a way that I really enjoy mm-hmm. so far. Also, um, potentially gender neutral look that didn't really get called out as that mm-hmm. yeah true yep i think so too especially with that bucket hat um man i'm i'm still not going back there i did have a bucket hat again in middle <laughs> school because i you know i grew up in the 90s 80s 90s whatever but i can't believe that those are okay all right so I mean, and let's be honest, if I walked down the street and, like, stopped every 50 feet to, like, run my fingers across the front of my bucket hat, then I don't deserve to be out walking around. I would shove you, Malin. (laughs) Especially if we're walking together. I'd be like, come on! Really? Take that hat off! All right? Take it off! (laughs) I'd be into it for two blocks. <laughs> well then you're very patient because if if it was somebody else doing it i wouldn't be i would love to see you doing that i just i just love the idea i actually wouldn't shove you in it, I'd, I'd be up there. <laughs> oh, man um but anything else before the the judges dismiss our designers mm, nope um oh. yeah anything about the next deliberation part or anything i i'll just say i noted that backstage the the, the designers are all kind of comforting each other <laughs> they're very they're very huggy yeah i mean they're you know they've been through a lot yes. already yeah my gosh yeah so much um oh i'll say that wisdom k calls christina's outfit cinematic <laughs> did you catch <laughs> that <laughs> I, I didn't understand i heard it but i didn't understand it <laughs> I didn't understand it either. Okay, I think okay. I just think cinematic is one of those those no no words in critique where I'm like uh uh-uh, uh no 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 what do you mean what do painterly. you painterly <laughs> painterly <laughs> oh it's so lyrical <laughs> um what do you mean and so I I just wrote that down but um but that's it yeah I didn't think of anything else they they kind of just re- you know repeated what they already said. Um, but they are having a hard time choosing a um, a winner and um, someone to go home. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think they. <laughs> God, I'm trying to see what I what I wrote. Um, gosh, yeah, Elaine, I think is really um, has had has had it with Katie. Because the way she describes Katie's outfit, she's like, it needs to be flattering on a grown woman's body. Like she's just mm-hmm. really offended by how junior the the silhouettes are. And yeah, that's all I have. Um, all right, what are they gonna do? So um, I'll just say well, that who wins. This yeah. Next? So uh, the winner is. Well, I should ask you, Nalen, who is the winner? <laughs> 
it is it 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 are it is the much put upon but ultimately triumphant project project yay wonderful you got the first bracket win mm-hmm. so great yay so okay um but i i, I really thought they were going to choose zayden i was so or no actually aaron i thought they were going to choose aaron and not project yeah me too yeah i thought that, that was a, that was a real fake out they totally. they made this whole argument um you know uh best styling yeah yeah um all right and so then this next part i would like to say that i magically thought this into existence um patricia who goes home well someone already went home so nobody else goes home which yep. is wonderful yeah yeah. I think it's just to listen to this episode is one one down. Let's not throw anybody else. Yeah, down. <laughs> yeah. This was this was not a surprise mm. because at any time that this has happened previously, that somebody's gone home for another reason, they they don't they don't cut anybody. But still, I I um I agree. Who does it come down to? It's is it between like Darren and Kenneth though? Totally. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. That's Katie who I thought. And um Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's quiet. well, there's the three of them up there, but I think they tell Katie that she's safe. Yeah, but I know okay, so they were split because I think Nina and Brandon thought that Darren's were was the worst. And then Elaine and Wisdom K thought Kenneth's was the worst. Mm-hmm. So it was between them and not necessarily katie so yes. yeah staring versus kenneth so we'll see how they do next week oh my gosh well yeah. um all right so if there aren't any final thoughts or if there are any final thoughts um share them and then uh so so uh patricia anything else to say Anything you would like to share with our listeners? And can you remind them how to find you? Yeah, nothing to share at this point. Um, but I can be found <laughs> notably absent on Instagram, Twitter recently. But I'm there. I'm there somehow um, with the same username, which is Common Sense. And uh, Sense and Sight is the username. Sense like Common Sense, Sight like Optical Sight. And... That's it for me. What about you, Ernest? What do you have going on? Well, um, uh, I'm in Rochester. <laughs> I'm about to head out to Pittsburgh to uh, deinstall my show over at Silver Eye. So my show at Silver Eye Center closed on Saturday on 23rd. And um, and then I'm opening um, a show at Tiger Strike Asteroid in one week from when we're recording on October 31st. So Halloween. Spooky. Um, it's not a spooky show. It's actually hopefully going to be a very um, soothing show. But mm. um, I'm yeah. So I will be opening um, a solo show at Tiger Strike Asteroid again. Um, shout out to Samantha Box, who is a friend, colleague, former student of of ours. Um, and um, oh gosh, what's the other thing? Oh, and the title of the show is "And When And When You Come Back." So um, I will be sending out stuff about that very soon. But that's what I'm up to. Uh, Nayland, what about you? Uh, you can find me on, uh, you, you, you can find some of my work on um, 
nalenblake.tumblr.com and um my um uh my goofy um gifts and scattered memories of my dreams posted on um, <laughs> on at Nalen Blake on Twitter um and for a fuller um, view of my work, uh, you can take a look at nalenblake.net. I'm just about to post um, a, a whole series of images of my senior project uh, at Bard College. So a bunch of a bunch of work from 1982. Oh my god! Uh, on Tumblr, you said, <laughs> or where? Where's that going to be? Hmm. Where's that going to be? Tumblr? Uh, no, it's going to be up on on my on my website um nalenblake.net okay all right got it so Yay. um a whole bunch of scattered things there so great all right well um listeners uh we had a lot of thoughts let us know if, if we miss anything <laughs> <laughs> please Let's fill go. us in <laughs> please <laughs> past three hours we've missed something yeah <laughs> first i mean before you tell us that we did first check because you might have like all you might have just napped for a bit <laughs> minute 258 anyway um thank you for staying with us yeah so until next time um we'll we'll all say goodbye <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>